Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who's abroad in New Zealand. What's going on? Not much. Just finished game one of the Stanley Cup Finals. Yep. Interesting. I have not watched hockey like that in a long time. It was good. Lots of goals. Some stupid penalties. Sure. Great saves. It felt like hockey's changed. This I would argue that this is probably even in the clips that I've seen, hockey moves much faster in the professional leagues. It's not as slow as it was in the nineties. But uh lots of hits in this game, which was fun to see. Felt like do I was you think watching, that's the only you know, sport? Do you think that's the only sport that moves faster? Or do you think a lot of sports move faster now? No, I would say most sports, like the NBA, for example, right? Like the NBA back in the day was Shaq. <laughs> I mean, Shaq, seven two and he's slow. NBA now is people just launching shots from all over the court. So yeah, all the sports have changed. It's it's moved away from slow, methodical to you know athleticism. There's way more athletes now who are running around doing cool stuff, and that's kind of what this hockey game felt like. But there's lots of contact though, lots of contact, lots of hits. It was good, and uh, yeah, Vegas, Vegas Golden Knights. You know, there's. I, I told you before we started this. I said if you were to describe a team in one word, what would it be for this team? And my word is shiny. <laughs> hmm. Everything is shiny. It's before Vegas. the game, there's a knight on the ice and he's doing stuff. He's like, there's like lore. It's very weird. <laughs> it's, it's very odd. It's talking about kingdoms and smiting. It was a lot. And I was like, yeah. man, it's some real nerds. But then, you know, you got Vegas showgirls and the jerseys are like a little glittery, right? Like the jerseys, they look like they're a deep yellow, but there's a little shimmer to them. I People think. in the crowds are wearing like like those uh like a jacket you'd expect someone doing a residency in Vegas would wear. It's like shiny and it like sparkles. Look, so, I'm not yeah, a, it's interesting. I'm not a gatekeeper, man. I'm, let me I, so if you if if Vegas wins, mm-hmm. I'm all for it, man. Let's let's yeah, make a let you make another hockey town. That's more I mean, people quite honestly, in, interested in the sport. Wins, Hell yeah. Like like yeah. Miami with a hockey team, like you know, they. Yeah, I just remember fine. the Panthers in like the '90s when they had that one run and they got they got whooped by Colorado. But yeah, like I'm all for teams that don't win Stanley Cups winning Stanley Cups. Like, sorry, Canada, I know you haven't won a Stanley Cup in like 40 years, but right. you're gonna watch hockey regardless, right? Like, you you're not gonna stop watching because the Toronto Maple Leafs can't get out of the first round, right? Like, LA got round. interested when when the Kings won. Absolutely, I remember that. I was living in LA when that happened. Yeah, Jonathan yeah. Quick was their goalie. It was a good time. It was like, yeah, we're watching hockey. This is awesome. You get the you get the you get the stars out with their with their Kings jerseys on. It was a lot of fun. It was good. They apparently unceremoniously just like dropped that dude or traded him like right before he was going to He was retire. on the he's on the Knights, isn't he? Didn't they trade him to the Knights? Isn't he like backup of a backup? He's old now. Which is crazy yeah. to see. Like the fact that the star of Florida is is Keith Kachuk's son makes me feel Yeah, he's so on the old. Knights. <laughs> but he's not playing. He doesn't play. This other guy plays. He's 37. 37. Yeah, he's, again, he's my he's basically my age. He's old. Right. Get him in get him in men's league. Get him in a over 30 league. Yeah, exactly. Be over so. three years, get him over 40. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, like uh, it, it was good. Here, I enjoyed watching problem. it. Yeah. I don't want to get I don't want to get political this early. But mm-hmm. and I, I don't care who wins. I'm I'm rooting for the Knights, but I'm happy. I'm I look, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I'm a sports socialist. Spread the wins around. Give the cup. I'm rooting for the team that hasn't won a cup before. That's the beauty of this. It's both these we teams. We got two teams. Yes. Haven't won both a cup. But if you got to root for somebody, I'm rooting for Vegas. Why? Because I feel like if Florida wins, DeSantis is just going to take credit for it for some somehow, some way. 
What about Vegas's crazy mayor? Is she still the mayor of Vegas? Because that woman was uh, not, Yeah, um, that's fine. Get, that's get one the of the highlights mayor. of the pandemic to me, is her interview with Anderson Cooper. <laughs> oh, yeah, that shit was crazy. <laughs> it was wild. And you're sitting there, and we're all at home, and, and he's just like, he's staring at the camera like, could you believe what she's saying? Because I sure don't. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. yeah, um, but you, but Vegas yeah I'd rather have fun, that. Though, right? Like, right. Vegas winning is fun. Miami yeah. winning is fine. Like everyone, like Miami, you know, everyone like hates Miami because basketball and everything else. But like Vegas winning, right? Like that's a that's a city that has not had sports teams until what the last like six seven years, where all of a sudden we're like, hey, let's put sports teams in Vegas. They're like, but what about the gambling? And now it's like, well, gambling on sports is fun, so why not yeah. <laughs> put a, put a sports team in Vegas? So them being the first the first sports team to win in Vegas would be awesome. That'd be fun. Yeah, totally. It's awesome. I think it'd be yeah, great. But I think it's great for, for anybody, either though. of these teams. I'm not rooting for anybody. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting, rooting for I am rooting for games. Vegas because yeah. I also would love I this is the same thing that happened, you know, anytime I, I would just love to see the reaction of people like in Vancouver. Of course. It's just yeah. like, come on, man, these guys got it in three years. Like, what the fuck? Well, they went to the finals on their first year when they just like, I hey, know. we're gonna like, hey, look, this is how we're gonna start a new team. We're just gonna go around and we're gonna pick one player out of a list of people that you give us. And it's like, let's build a, a, a wild team with just a bunch of people smashed together. And then, hey, look, they're yeah. actually pretty good. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for Vegas winning. But I'm for, I'm, I'm for Florida winning as well. Like, I know, I'm not mad either way. Yeah. I'm not mad either way. I'm not mad either. Still, so, it's good. I don't, it's good. I, don't want, I don't want DeSantis to have the satisfaction. But <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I've done anyways, a terrible job was, of watching this, uh, yeah. of watching hockey. I'm the worst hockey fan. Play a lot. I'm not a great hockey fan either, but when I watch it, it's good. It's it's good to realize that you still you still understand enough hockey and be like, yeah, yeah, all those goals made sense. Like lots of screens. Yeah. Like it, it, you got to move out of the way. You got to move people out of the crease in front of the goalie. I definitely um, play like somebody who doesn't watch a lot of hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Although uh, I did have an incredible goal last night. Um, to the point where this has never happened to me. Literally, yesterday was the first time somebody on the other team said to me, "Good goal." <laughs> That was a good goal. Like mm. immediately after we lined up to take the face. I was like, hey man, that was a pretty good goal. And then after the game was over, another guy in the, when we were shaking hands was like, that was a great goal. <laughs> Different guy. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. It was crazy. It was like, okay, get the puck behind the net and then take it like from the, I'm on the, uh, Jesus Christ. I'm on the goalies left. Right. Okay. And I pulled the puck. Forehand to backhand, one swift motion. Forehand to backhand, top shelf, <laughs> right oh, over. Look at you, right over the goalie. It was pretty. It was pretty badass. Look at that. It felt cool. It felt pretty cool. I don't even know how the hell it went in. I'm not gonna lie. So that's one. Of, <laughs> that's one of those you just chuck. You just you just chuck it. Was it a, the best. Was it was it an out of body experience? You were watching no. from the bench as you were doing. This. No, we still lost the game. I mean, it was like at that point we were already down by two. I mean that so that made not me, as that made us. It's not as pretty when you're losing. Mm, no, lame. it was a close game though. It lost yeah. by two. I, that's a that's an okay loss. It's not. I'll take it. And against a good team, a bunch of big dudes. They had like 15 guys. We had 11. And uh, yeah, what are you gonna do? They have yeah. skulls on their jerseys. Very intimidating. Ooh, At least yeah. they try to. I mean, they're more intimidated by this fucking meat tank of a man on defense. With like, <laughs> just doesn't give a fuck. Just pushing people around slashing people animal absolute animal but the, that's that's part of the game right it's part of the game that's why i play the game yeah he's not that dirty there's dirtier guys out there we play with some savages in our league 
This guy threatened to punch in the face because he because uh, he kept getting you threatened someone to punch someone. Yeah, in man, the face. I never oh, I never no. threatened anybody. There's one guy, one guy in the entire in all of Chelsea Piers who I dislike, and it's one guy. Wow, and and that's I hard threaten. because you don't you 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 kind of get along with every. I've skated with you enough to know like yeah, Jason's normally he's ninety nine percent of the time. I've never seen you get excited or upset ever. Yeah. Yeah, well, this guy was like getting his—he uh, was getting his stick in my uh, in my crotch, Ooh. like on more than one occasion. Uh. I was like, "You do that shit again, I'm gonna punch you in the face." <laughs> oh, funny! <laughs> Old guy too. Guy's not a young guy either, so I'd probably—I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how the law applies on the ice. It's like it's interesting, right? When you're playing sports. It's like the flexib the the flexibility of the law really uh really changes, right? <laughs> if you think about it, like think about it. You can't uh, okay, do you're, what you're, you you're do talking on to me the ice. and I'm just like and I'm like, "Oh yeah, like I've 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 done some things that probably would would probably get you at least talked to in a public setting." I've seen B I've seen reality TV stars Unprovoked, well, I mean, provoked by somebody else, absolutely destroy somebody on the boards. It wasn't even the guy who tripped him in the play prior, but he was just seeing red crushed this guy. If you did that on the street, you'd be in prison. But because he did this in Chelsea Piers uh, men's league <laughs> hockey, he got a two game suspension. Uh, just two games. <laughs> just two games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, hockey. I, I have to like explain to people how when you really think so, about what you're doing when you're playing hockey. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. So let so let's let's play it out, right? Let's say this guy again does continues to do dirty shit. Let's say this guy is like a 65-year-old man. I don't think he is, but let's say he is. This is a retired <laughs> elderly man, right? It's a 65 65-year-olds really aren't that elderly. Like they just like you no, talk about not, it. And, and not today getting, either. Like right? today like is 65. It's like whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But but still, that is retirement age. 65-year-old yes. man, let's say that's how old he is. I don't think he's that old. He's probably more in like, he's like a hard early 50s. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. But he's got the face. Of, but he's got the face of somebody in his 60s. Like you could see yes. him like when he when he smiles, you don't know if you're gonna see teeth or gums. You don't know. One of those kind of guys. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, <sighs> let's play it out. I punched this guy in the face. <laughs> Mm-hmm. See, see, see now what yeah. you have to be careful of though what you have to be careful of especially with yeah. older people you mm-hmm. punch him in the face you better make sure it sticks because if <laughs> not if not he's gonna bring up all of all of the last 30 years and and come bring it down on you and you and that's worse because then you don't want to you don't want to get up and everyone goes man you got your butt whooped by a 65 year old man like okay. there's no way you can tell this that guy, story where you win is... or yeah you can't win either way he's muscle it's like beating up a child I'd lose but the fight. It's like beating up a child with a high probability that you're going to lose <laughs> because I wouldn't fight. I mean, a lot of 65 year olds, I wouldn't fight personally. I'm good. Yeah. I don't want those problems. <laughs> I don't want those problems. It sounds like you've thought about fighting more 65 year olds. No. I mean, look, you play when you start getting men's league hockey and especially me. I mean, I'm closer to 40 than I am to anything else. And you start playing some of these leagues and you see some guys that are a little older and hey, you know, old guys a little dirty. Old guys. Are. Are, oh, especially, my God. Especially when you're good. And and, well, and and they know that you're good. They start playing a little yeah. dirty. You gotta go, hey, look, look, old fella, don't, don't, don't make me, don't make me put you into early, earlier retirement than you already are. 
and just say, just easy. I don't, I, I don't want to do this to you. I don't, I don't want your people, grandkids to be, to be screaming in the stands. People who, um, the way I see it is like the moment you start doing some dirty shit, that means you gave up. You do dirty shit because you can't catch me. Yes. That's why yes, you do the normally. dirty shit. It doesn't matter how old you are. But when you get older and you know you're not putting in the work because you're yeah. old, you, you, gave, you gave the game away. There's a difference between dirty and crafty. Yeah. This right? guy's just an asshole. You meet some old guys and they're crafty. Where you're like, oh, that's a, that's a move from the 70s you just pulled out. But dirty is like, I'm just going to take a two-hand swing at your legs like, like, like you're a tree. yeah you don't want you don't want that and look the funny thing is right i was talking to uh to to alice's sister's partner and he plays football right soccer right Mm -hmm. and and hearing like you know rec league soccer is if i think it's worse than rec league hockey to be honest because hockey still takes some skill right like for the most part right people if you're playing hockey and you're playing somewhat competitively Right. Like most people have at least started playing hockey where like when they're in their twenties and they, you know, people get really into hockey because you have to, it's expensive, yeah. right? It's expensive. Sport. This guy's in a lower division. Yeah. This yeah. You put a lot of effort division, into yeah. it, but football, you just got to have some cleats and some shin pads. You yeah. get all sorts of jokers out there who like with yeah. hockey, you're like, if you can't skate at all, you can't even be dirty and like touch me. Right. I mean, we've played with enough people. I'm like, you could do all the dirty stuff you want. It just doesn't matter because I can skate right. circles around you because there's like an actual skill that you have to learn to be able to skate. Mm-hmm. But like, there's no skill to being able to run around on a soccer field, right? Like, like walking. Like, did you learn how to walk as a child? All right, you can play. You can play soccer. Yeah. But like hearing him yesterday, of talking about like, oh yeah, this guy, you know, he got hit and then his back gave out, and this guy, you know, he got kicked in the shin, and this happened. You're just like, man, like I would not be out here. Every person I know that plays soccer, they are more injured than any other hockey player I've ever met ever. Everything's my back hurts, my my knee hurt. I got slide tackled into my face, and it's just like, mm. man. For a sport that's supposed to be this beautiful game, it's brutal for no real reason. <laughs> like, why is this game so brutal? It's yeah. weird. Here's what it's it comes weird. down to. Running. You shouldn't run. Yeah. You know? That's it. It's like, it. it it's too much impact. You're going to play low impact Bad for your sports. knees. Bad for your yeah. knees. Hockey? Hockey? Especially if you're playing a little below your, below your weight class? You know? Coast. <laughs> Look, coast I've, been, I've been... I've been I've going seen to you the, coast. Seen it. Look, the one time I tried playing street hockey, when you put when you put a Big stick circles. in your hands, when you put a stick in your hands and it's like and you play enough ice hockey, like you there is some sort of like psychological trigger where you expect that your feet are gonna move a specific way. So when yeah. I was playing that one game of ball hockey where I'm Never. in shoes and oh, I'm just like, well, shoes. why yeah. why why can't I move? Like I can't move. What's going on? Why can't I just glide? Why can't I make three yeah, strides it's like, and glide? Oh, oh, okay. So you made the thing that I love way less fun by making me run the thing that I hate. Cool. Got yeah. it. Great. Okay. No, yeah. I'm not doing this. But here's here's the other thing. I went to um, so Wednesday. So I've been continuing going to the gym. Right. Wednesday. Nice. Leg day. All right. Uh-huh. We did some legs. All right. Which is the hardest of the days. I've decided. Yeah, would, most people don't surprising. do leg days, right? If you're a bro, you're doing you're doing a pec deck, you're doing some bench press, you maybe do a little bit of back, and then legs, you just you just let them fly. <laughs> did uh, so we did legs on Wednesday, and legs are the hardest, and which is interesting because you would think funny, my legs are actually pretty day. strong. Leg, leg day is my my favorite day because of the strength. That's where you get to put up big weight. 
I was telling, I was telling Brittany, I was like, yeah, this is the hardest day. She's like, what are you doing? I said, well, leg day is basically all about, it's just basically you're doing squats yep. while doing different things. Like you're doing squats while you're pulling a thing. You're doing squats while you're lifting a thing. You're doing a squat while holding a thing. Now I'm doing a squat as a 5 45 degree angle while pushing a thing up. It's like, that's all it comes down to. And then all of a sudden I'm doing something else at the end where I'm laying down and I'm doing like these backwards curl things with my, with my legs. That was it. That was the only non squat adjacent activity. And, uh, so I did that and that, that hurt. And then on uh, Thursday, I go to a Could concert. Walk. Could you walk? I go to a concert. I get, yeah, I mean, I was doing, I, it wasn't as bad as the last time I did leg day. Like last time I did leg day, first time I did anything like that was, um, I was like penguining for about, you know, 36 hours. Yeah. But yeah, know, but then it gets doing, better, doing, right? That's why you got to keep it yeah. up. Oh yeah, totally. Totally. So then, but then Thursday I go to a concert standing for like, I don't know, four hours, three hours straight. And, uh, while feeling the fatigue of leg day, anyway, basically started feeling some pain behind, uh, you know, just above my knee and like the back, like maybe, I don't know, like whatever part of the leg that is. I'm like, Ooh, this doesn't feel good. Skated yesterday. Didn't feel anything while skating. So that just goes to show you skating is good for you. doesn't yeah. irritate other injuries that would otherwise hurt while, you know, bending your knees or impacting running that kind of stuff. So skate more, run less. It's a general life tip. Saw a good concert though. Saw, saw rival sons live. Great. No idea who they are, performance. but it's I'm sure rock band. they just, they just released a, uh, sure they just new group album. Of white guys, right? Let me guess. They are a group of white guys. Phenomenal. Absolutely. Yeah. Phenomenal. If they you might have, be if my you have the words now. rival and the word son together in a name of a band, it's a bunch of white guys. So a lot of white guys. Um, these guys are great though. Might be my favorite band right now. Dark fighter. They just released this album. It's an amazing album. Highly recommend it. They were opened by this. One band. of these guys looks two- like a, like a colonial general. <laughs> oh yeah. The guitarist. Yeah. The guy is, uh, he has this really wacky persona. It's, it's he looks like uh, he looks like he would be on a boat uh, <laughs> somewhere <laughs> on the Potomac. <laughs> the mustache game, the, yeah, yeah. The mustache game is uh, is very yeah, impressive. There's a lot. He looks like uh, yeah. He looks like he's a southern a southern gentleman, a southern general. General. They're an L.A. band. They're uh, they're just from L.A. Yeah, but if you're a rock band, you just you just lean into it, right? Whatever you are, you just oh totally. To bit, right? And the yeah. the way the singer this guy Jay Buchanan, the way he is. The way, first of all, the, the guy is an incredible singer. Like this guy belts it out. Like it's unbelievable. And his voice is great, but he is up there just chewing up all the scenery, all the stage. Like he's just into it. 110% for like the two hour set. I can't even explain it. Guy just absolutely crushes it. He's wearing this red suit. The whole thing is sweat through by the end of it. He's doing shit nice. with the hands. Means, means he's putting in the work. He's putting in the work. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's real. It was a great show. These guys. This is the second time I saw him. Last time I saw him was 2019 when they released their last album, Feral Roots. So it was that last tour. And yeah, I, these these guys, they just they put on a good show. Opened by two bands. Never heard of them. Um, one of them was the first one was this band called uh, Starcrawler. And the lead singer was like this really skinny, tall, blonde, blonde lady. 
who had who was like wearing these tight pants with like a star on a crotch and that was fun uh music a little too a uh, little too punk for my yep. taste especially L- what i was at the band, i see it i can see yeah. the, the punkness see yeah it? there's lots of uh yeah yeah this this woman is very is very skinny yeah uh horrible sound for the opener Ooh. And I was like, "Ooh, this is not a good sign for what's to come." It had yeah, to be whoever they had their sound people going because there was some loud screeches at points. Well, because like, that's the point of the right, like that's the point of the opening act is to make sure that the sound sounds right for the main event. Ah, uh, I don't know. I think it's just a right. cop because you don't. Who's the sound guy? Is do you bring your sound guy for mixing? Because the other no, two guys didn't have that. I would problem. assume it's and it live, wasn't like it's a live sound guy, right? Different, like what you're how you're mixing your sound. Like, look, I've been to a lot of shows where, and look, unfortunately, like when it comes to like hip hop specifically, man, it's terrible in concert. It live, it's awful because it just shows mm-hmm. you how much production is needed to make a good sound versus something live where it's just not, you know, it it's not in a stereo a, 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 a sterile environment, right? So yeah, normally you have a live sound guy that makes sure that everything fits right into the the live sound. Because if any one thing is out, is too much. Like I've been to a, I've been to something where the drum is way too loud and you don't hear anything else. You're like, oh well, that sucks. Like yeah, the drum's supposed to be keeping the beat for everything else, but now all I hear is drum. Yeah. Um, oh. So yeah, yeah that, for this that, band, yeah. like when I went to the metal show at Greg, I uh, I put in my headphones to use as earplugs. Like a lot of people bring earplugs to these things. Yeah, the the when first old, band. Trust me, you'll you'll want earplugs. First band used earplugs. Um, it was just it was a mess. It was bad, and you couldn't even hear what she was saying. It, it was really bad. Uh, I I thought I was not a fan, and also like it was a weird opener because Rival Sons is a they're a rock band, but they also are um, they're not like a heavy like you're not going to a Rival Sons show to to like mosh and go crazy. No. They kind of range. They have more like of like, it. they have like a bluesy sound at yeah, times. Yeah, a little soul to I'm, I'm looking at their influences for Prince and D'Angelo. So I'm like, all yeah. right, they, you know, they've listened to some black music, but they're white guys. So they're going to make white guy music, but they're going to put yeah. a little soul into it. <laughs> so exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. It's a perfect description. <laughs> and I'm not, you know, and they, they crush it. So I'm yeah. not mad about it, but uh, I'm also a white guy. So why would I be? So anyway. Yeah, absolutely. They, absolutely right. Stick, yeah. St- stick to what you know. Yeah. And <laughs> no then the. <laughs> So, um, but this woman who the singer, she's like trying to rile up. She's like, Hey, push these old fucking guys out of the way. Go crazy. Like trying to rile up this group of people in the pit. I'm like, what are you doing? And at one point she like, she like throws a, she like opens a bottle of water, like throws it out in the crowd. I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, it's not that kind of show. uh, Yeah. Yeah. She seems like she's, she's about the punk, right? The punk rock lifestyle looking at this woman. And that's fine. That's fine. I, but I, you know, I wasn't there for that. But anyway, I wasn't, I wasn't that close to the stage. So there, uh, so I didn't, I didn't get wet. I, I came out unscathed. So then, uh, but then the next opener, this uh, band called the Record Company. Okay, yeah, sure, straight yeah. up. Now th- we're just going to be the ba- Record Company. Yeah, really weird that they just had that name out in the open. Um, and this guy, this lead singer, comes out, microphone in one hand, harmonica in the other. And this dude just tears it up on that harmonica. <laughs> Killer band. Killer band. Okay. Definitely going to listen more to the record company. Um, these guys were awesome. And uh, props to the singer because he started off, like I said, with the harmonica in one hand. And he was just crushing this thing. And then next song, 
he's got he's he's uh playing a guitar and then the next song he's playing the uh the steel guitar you know what's is funny? That what looking at this guy, i'm looking at the image of this guy and i'm like this is what a white version of ice cube would look like oh you know what you're right <laughs> just it's just the beard i think it's the beard that does it but he's kind of got a bit of a round face and i'm like if ice cube was a white guy that was talented he'd look like this guy <laughs> so yeah sorry, i know just, exactly i could see it yeah no, you're right, right. Chris Voss is You're his right. name, apparently, but he just looks like the white. Yeah, yeah, he just looks like White Ice Cube, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Anyway, this band was killer. A lot of uh, so yeah, overall great show. Other than the uh, that first opener, but what are you going to do, man? But How hey, first opener, g- right? That's just supposed to get you warmed up to go. Oh man, what's happening, right? Like, you know, it could be a plant. Like, hey, let's get some people in here that, that's a little different, and then we calm everybody down. So when I was there at the beginning, I was um, I was standing next to this woman, and she was like this older lady, and she's like. Who are you here to see? And I'm like, Rival Sons, the headliner. And I said, Who are you here to see? She says, Starcrawler. <laughs> and there you what? go. See, Starcrawler's got oh, some. Yeah. She's like, I said, I don't know who I, just, I was like, I don't know nothing about that band. She's like, Oh, they're fabulous. Fabulous. They the lead singer is this woman, and she is so spectacular. I was like, Oh, great. She might Can't be wait. spectacular. Now I, I don't want to throw shade at Starcrawler. I, I have not listened to this. It just no, looks look, like man, it's maybe. I, I might give it another listen. I, there are some moments where I'm like, these guys are okay jamming, but I was just, like I said, it could have just been a mood, you know, sometimes like I'm here to see the, I expect this type of music. And then it's like, all right, well, I'm going to get this thing. I'm like, oof. And, the, and because, and probably because the sound was so shitty, that also didn't help. Yeah. Now so, look, at you- the same time, I, I would say that. There's there's a little nepotism going on here. I'm reading Starcrawler. The the link st- the, the lead singer whose oh. name is Arrow Arrow DeWild is a child of a photographer Autumn mm. DeWild who is okay. who's a director and works in Hollywood. So, you know, a, 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 a little bit of nepotism, right? And then her father, Jerry DeWild, has photos of Jimi Hendrix out there and other pop musicians. Right, so like, it's just very clear. This is a little, a, a little nepotism going on here of why Arrow to Wild is probably as successful as she is. But no shade. I've not listened to, I've not listened to this band, and I'll give it a go after we listen. After we uh, wrap this up, I'm gonna listen to Starcrawler, and I'll give you my appropriate feedback. Great. You gonna go through all three, or you're just gonna listen to Starcrawler after that? <laughs> you're gonna listen to the. I'm just gonna. That's, that's gonna be the name I remember. So I'm gonna go to Starcrawler, okay. and then maybe you'll. Maybe what is it? Rival Sons. I think I can remember that one. The other one I've already forgotten. So uh, yeah, Rival Sons is the shit. You can just yeah. put that uh-huh. on random and enjoy. All right, I will. The Here record company. It their their name is. It, it's interesting because it's like the most generic ass. Of name. course it is, but that's kind of what makes it cool as well, right? Like yeah, it's like good work. You know, if you're gonna be a if you're gonna be a, a, a rock star, like you gotta just whatever you whatever your thing is, just lean into it. You can't do it halfway. Right, like if you're gonna yeah. be a rock star and your thing is just I'm gonna look like Mick Jagger, you can't go halfway and be like, ooh, you know, maybe I shouldn't go full. No, no, no. you go all the way and then you keep going <laughs> because that's that's what you do when you're a rock star. So I'm, I can dig it. Yeah, totally. But I think that's kind of what. But there's different ways to do that, right? Sure. sure. Like rival son, same thing. You talk about their guitar, the, their guitar player. Yeah, again, you're gonna be a Confederate general. Yeah, get in there. <laughs> get in there. <laughs> but even like the the fun thing about their show is their drummer he's the guy who looks like he's having the absolute best time like oh these guys play it more serious like the guitarist kind of plays more he's more stoic as you'd expect by his look yeah. 
And then you got Jay being the the soul guy. And then you got this drummer who's just like smiling and having a great time. <laughs> just having a blast. Out totally. There banging on a drum. Killing yeah, he get he gets solo time as well. Like they give him some solid like drum solo time, and he's like smiling, jumping around, just like absolutely killing it. Yeah. <laughs> and like he even takes pause, to, like look at the crowd and smile. I'm like this guy's awesome. <laughs> it's good shit. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's been a good week. It's been a good, nice. been a good couple right. weeks actually. I've been, I've and been to you Nashville. Were, you were gone. You were eating some hot chicken, right? You're supposed to give us a hot chicken report. Is hot what? chicken report. Yeah. Here's a hot chicken report. How hot I, is the chicken? My, Hot chicken. Oh my God. I, <laughs> I, I went to, uh, how much detail do you want? <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's a loaded question. I want enough detail to be informed if the chicken was hot. Anything else outside of that? I don't necessarily need more. Look, I might have Googled at one point. I'll give you this detail. All right. Wasn't that bad, but it is funny. I may or may not have Googled at one point. Why is it that when you eat really spicy food, it hurts when you shit? Oh, uh, that's what I didn't want to know. I wanted the in, not the out. Apparently, the there's answer? a hot, there's a Nashville style hot chicken place in in New Zealand in Wellington. Oh, funny enough, I just I typed in hot chicken, and a place called Heartbreaker has popped up. Oh, Heartbreaker. Well, let me see. This is Heartbreaker hot style Nashville style chicken. So someone has brought hot chicken to Wellington. Where is this in Wellington? I know exactly where this is. I was just here eating some pho yesterday. So I know exactly where this is. What the fuck? You know what? I might have to to report back here. Might have to to eat a little meat and see how this hot chicken tastes. Wait a minute. That can't be. This place does not have good reviews, though, by the way. <laughs> mm, well, what are you going to do? I'm try- they're trying what to figure you it out. Do? You know, look, you got to give people credit. And is like, look, guys, we're trying to give you stuff that's not beetroot on a burger. Yeah, like, why are you eating burgers? Like, this person, this guy named Hamish. And you know exactly what a guy named Hamish looks like. He looks like Hamish. <laughs> I just had the heartbreak yeah. burger. Hamish, why are you getting a burger at a hot chicken joint, man? What are you doing? Oh, that's what I was. Okay. Um, okay. So here's the deal. Uh, so basically I was in Nashville for about three days, three full days ish. Um, my diet every day was, um, pancakes, barbecue, hot chicken. God, how are you not a thousand pounds? Not necessarily, (laughs) not necessarily in that order. I also played three hockey games. Doesn't matter. It's unfair. Well, the the pancakes were actually one of the days was healthy. Uh, hang on, I just got to add this to my list. Okay, got it's it. Unfair. So, here's the hot chicken that I got. First hot chicken. Let me go backwards. I had this place called Pancake Pantry. Okay, went there. That was where I don't know if I told this story on this podcast. Maybe it was the last one where um, talked about Ramona the Lyft driver from the first time I was in Nashville, first time I we did a tour this. in Nashville, she told us Pancake Pantry was where all the sexy doctors hang out. Okay. <laughs> Didn't see any sexy doctors, but did get some dynamite pancakes. So I went back to the Pancake Pantry and I was actually there twice. The second time I went, went with, uh, we, we also got some of their hot chicken as well. That was pretty good. Surprisingly good. Not breaded, which is interesting, but in like a very good Nashville style sauce. But that's usually not mm. what hot chicken's about. Usually it's about the the spice, the rub, 
right? Right. That's I mean um, that's my assumption. Never had it, but that was my assumption. Yeah. But there there is a sauce. Um you could get the sauce. Usually if you're getting it like extra hot, you're putting like a layer of sauce on there. Working my way backwards. Second, so that was the third helping of hot chicken I had. Second one is at a place called I literally just had the name of this place. What the F did I Party Fowl. Party Fowl, phenomenal hot chicken. Here they warned us, they're like, oh, whatever they get, it's gonna be the level. It's if you say medium, it's actually hot. If you say mild, it's actually medium. I right, fine. Give me medium. They're like, all right, cool. I get medium. I'm like, this shit tastes like nothing. Oh, you think you you call this hot? The worst. It's delicious. I mean, it was great. Don't get me wrong, but I'm like, could have used, could have handled a little more heat. Let me put it that way, right? First hot chicken I had. A place called Reds Six One Five Kitchen. You're gonna want to look that. Six One Five is that an area code of Nashville? I don't know. Maybe it is. Yes, it is. Makes sense. Red 615, this little shack right next to Centennial Park and right across the street for the Holiday Inn I was staying at. I went there. <laughs> they opened at 11 o'clock. I was working on Friday remotely. I had a window between 11 and 12, so I got to Red's, got me some chicken. This place, I'm, have, I'm, looking at the, I'm, I'm looking at this place now. And yeah, when you say yeah, it's a yeah, shack, yeah. you're not kidding. No, it this is, is a shack. It's a shack with some, some red bar stools. And like a little, like you can tell someone just got some Home Depot stuff and made a little bench for you to sit at, right? With your red bar stool. Yep. So yeah, this place looks like a looks like a shack. But how was it? So I go there. I, I always get, I always get the tenders. That seems to be kind of standard. People get the tenders. So I got. Uh, I just want to do like this two tender snack box, and it was. And these are the options for the spice. Southern, which is no spice, mild, mm-hmm. medium, hot, and Nashville fire. Ooh. So I tell the woman, I'm like, yeah, I want to do hot. This is first uh, first uh, chicken of the trip. If not my second meal. I mean, that's it because I just had pancakes in the morning at like seven in the morning. So I said hot. And she's like, it's really hot. I said, okay. Yeah, let's let's do it. She's like, you shouldn't do it. <laughs> It's like, what do you mean? Now, 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 let me ask some background about this woman. Is she judging a book by its cover? I, I don't know. I guess. Here, here I am, just some small, boy-sized man <laughs> walking up to the counter being like, excuse me, I'd like some and she, hot chicken. And she finds herself doing you, doing you a favor, right? She's like, well, I, I, don't, want him to, I don't want him to come in. Well, she he thinks looks she like he's is, not from around here, right? He's, lady, he looks like he's not from around here. It looks like he sounds like he does from down here. He's talking with the he, he enunciates too well. Yes, he's got that <laughs> that northern enunciation on his letters. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah he's talking too fast. Um, I said, yeah, I want hot. She's like, well, it's really hot. I said, OK. She's like, do you want to try? Try the sauce before you get it. I'm like, yeah, I get you fine. Yeah. All right. I'll try the sauce. And then she, so she gets, I'm like fighting with this woman about this. So I try it and she's like, see, I was like, it's not that bad. <laughs> she's like, how about you get one medium and one hot? Wow. Medium as well. Okay. Yeah. Cause it goes Southern mild, medium, hot Nashville. Yeah. Okay, and I was it. just like, fine, fine. Just, I just want to, I just want some chicken. I just want the chicken now. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I conceded. 
I ate them both. Yeah, was hot hot? Yes, it was hot. It's what I expected it to be. Would I have not Googled the thing if I got two mediums? Probably. But just give me, let me suffer those consequences. Yes, give me right? what let I asked me for. learn. I asked for the thing. All right. I'm coming here for hot chicken. I'm not coming here for medium chicken. It's called Nashville hot chicken, not Nashville medium chicken. So, so now here's my question. You think if I walked in there, do you think that she would have let me just have the hot or you think she would have backed me off? What do you think? I don't know. Uh, she probably would have let you get whatever you want. Yeah, I think so too. You're taller. <laughs> you're, more, you're more of an intimidating presence. Shame. It's a shame. Shame. You should be able to make free decisions. If you want to get Nashville fire, and spend. I didn't even want that. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, regardless, right? Whatever you want, you should be able to have. And if you eat half of it, it's not not it's not her decision. It's your decision. Don't police my spice level. Give me what I asked for. I'm with you here. Now, here's the question: Do you want the answer to my Google search <laughs> <laughs> of why after spicy meals things are a little spicy the next day? Yeah, why it's spicy both ways. <laughs> I mean, I think I know the answer, but fine. Give me what did you type this in the chat GPT or did you just Google search this? No, I just Googled it incognito. Okay. I don't need to find, find like solutions. <laughs> Start getting ads. Stuff. Start yeah. getting cream ads. <laughs> you asshole hurting. I don't know. Sometimes deal with it. It's my problem. Not yours. Get away from me, Google. Oh, um, yeah. So <laughs> basically, you don't digest like the spicy seasonings. Right. That are part of those things. And that area down there is quite sensitive. Mm -hmm. So just like that stuff will spice up your mouth, it'll spice up your asshole. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Can't take you anywhere. <laughs> now, that's I not... Ex that's I told not you about literally, the time. That's I, not I literally you, yeah. what Google, what the answer was, but that's pretty much what it was. That's the truth. Did, did, did we talk about on the podcast when the last time we went to Japan, which is now four some odd years ago, four or five years ago? Yeah, twenty. I had that super spicy dish on my own. Did we no. talk about that? I don't think so. I remember talking about this. I was waiting for you to fly in. I got there a day early. That's why I stayed in the in the. Yeah, you, I don't day. remember this story. And I got like I I saw some noodles and they were spicy. And right, okay. you can't. I can't speak Japanese. And so the guy's yeah. like, yeah, I want to give you the noodles. And I had the noodles. And this was probably, this is probably the spiciest thing I've ever eaten. That's hot, I finished it. I finished it like a G. I was sweating. I mean, I was sitting there and it was late. And I had a couple of, I had, hey, what's, give me another side because I got to fight this spice. But I'm going to finish this <laughs> thing. And ooh, the next day, Capsule Hotel, check out, waiting for the, uh, waiting to get into the, into the Cerulean Tower. Mm -hmm. And couldn't check in just yet. But it, the, the the tummy started, tummy aches, tummy, tummy aches started. And you had to run to find a bathroom. And I was like, man, I really hope there's a bathroom in the in the Cerulean Tower. I found the bathroom <laughs> that was next to the, uh, that was close to like where like the, the convention hall was, like in the basement of that place. <laughs> yeah. And let's just say, oh <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was as spicy as much as I was sweating on the way out or when the way in, <laughs> I was sweating on the way out. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, I think ever since then, I backed off the spice a little bit because I was like, yeah, I don't think this is, this can't be good for me. This has yeah. to have repercussions of ulcers and things afterwards. But that those noodles were delicious, but man, that is the spiciest thing I've ever eaten before. I got I to gotta see if I can find this place again as we're talking. That's funny. Tsudai. Tsudai this Spicy. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it was hot. And I feel like <laughs> the guy was kind of, he looked, he gave me respect though. Afterwards, I finished and he goes, oh, I was like, yeah, I finished it. Nice try. 
<laughs> you think you can get me? Oishi Deska. Yeah, I might have been sweating. Tony, Oishi. I was. I might have been profusely sweating in the middle of winter, but it was worth it. Mochidon, Oishi Des. Definitely. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't talk about that. I thought that's I was... hilarious. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> yeah. that. That's funny shit. God damn. <laughs> yeah, again, I just saw some red noodles and I was like, oh, these have to be good. And uh, yeah, it was good, but it was spicy too. Mm. Well, I'm trimming. Uh, I got you sent me a story that you, to talk about. I like the headline. It looks brief. I got another story. I would normally let you choose the order, but we're already talking about Japan. So let's talk about Japan. All right. All right. And I got a political story. Okay, here we go. Both of these articles, uh, the one you sent me and this one are from CNN. They're having some problems. CNN people, seems to be a mess. People, people talking about CNN. People having conversations yeah. about it. The guy, new guy, who's been being like, we're going to be fair. It's like, all right. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're going to put Trump on. Yeah. Oof. They're, they're struggling. Here we go. Oof. Don't drop it. World's most expensive ice cream costs. I'll let you guess, but we'll, I'll, I'll read the article and you can guess for, for how much, like what's the amount are you going to tell me in the article? I'm going to, you're going to guess after I tell you the article. Okay. After I read the rest of the article, keep your hand steady. A scoop of this exquisite delight is probably going to cost more than all the ice cream you will have throughout multiple summers in frozen dessert. The frozen dessert called Byakuya white Knight in Japanese is currently I'm not going to say, but it is the most expensive ice cream in the world, according to Guinness World Records. Hmm. Japanese ice cream brand Salado calls White Knight a gelato on its website, and the name is a hint to its Italian origins. Sourced exclusively from Alba, home to what many consider the best white truffles in Italy, the ingredient alone could rake in as much as 2 million yen or $14,500 per kilogram, said an Mm. article published on Guinness World Records website last week. The ice cream is topped off by an edible gold leaf, two types of cheese, and sake kasu, a paste-like ingredient derived from the process of sake baking. Quote, it took us over 1.5 years to develop with a lot of trial and errors to get the taste right, end quote. A representative from the company told Guinness World Records earlier. The company said its mission isn't just about making mouthwateringly expensive desserts, but to create a culinary adventure that merges European ingredients and traditional Japanese foods. For that, it brought in Tadayoshi Yamada, the head chief at Rivi, an Osaka-based restaurant known for its French-Japanese fusion cuisine, to steer the project according to Guinness World World Records. The dessert is available for sale in Japan and is shipped directly to consumers, according to Salado's website. Sampling the treat comes with almost equal precision as Salado sets out meticulous steps to govern the way it should be consumed once it arrives. The patrons are instructed to pour in the white the white truffle at the right texture just as the ice cream softens up before oh, so mixing you gotta it, pour it with, in with a handcrafted metal spoon given to them. <laughs> They are advised to let the ice cream defrost at room temperature or microwave it at at 500 watts for 10 to 20 seconds if the texture is too hard. While the Guinness World Record team has not had the chance to sample the dessert, Salado earlier offered a tasting session for its staff who described the treat to record-keeping body as, quote, rich in taste and texture, end quote. In addition, 
They recommend pairing the tasting with sake or a French white wine. Salado, which also has a black truffle-based offering on its menu, said it plans to diversify its eye-wateringly expensive product line to include champagne and caviar in the future. So, hmm. how much in U.S. dollars? Or you could give it to me in yen, however you want. <laughs> but I'm going to do U.S. dollars. I'm going to go US with the, the U.S. option. What do you think? Hmm. So there's a lot of French here, right? Like it's a bit of mixer of French and Japanese. You want a picture? Yeah, send me a picture because I, I want to see what I want to see what the size of this thing because I think that well, they, like, the do picture I get a big is like honk? kind of one of these glamour shots. But that's yeah, that's is this a something picture. that I share with somebody else or is it like a scoop? No, this is like some fine dining horse shit. Okay. Oh, so here we go. Scoop. Wait, wait. I also have a mixture. I also have a um, a picture of everything all mixed together. Okay, okay. Nice also, photo there. You get some which cheese. Which also you get looks some salt like some flakes. fine. It also looks like some fine dining bullshit. Yeah, okay. You get some stuff. On the, is that the truffle to the left over there? Uh, yes. In the image? Okay, so that's the truffle. Uh-huh. There's your cheese. That's some expensive looking cheese. There's your ice cream that looks like it's a, like, like a little ball. Like a little. Yeah, well, lump. when you get. Yeah, whenever they do the fancy, they got like the fancy ovalish scoop. You know, yeah. we're not looking at a, you know. Yeah, not the Baskin no Robbins basket. two scoops. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so price, price here, price here. Hmm. Now I'm I'm trying to think like if you're comparing it to caviar and champagne, right? I would say at least two grand, and I'm gonna say three. My guess is gonna be two nine nine. So what is that in yen? Like four, right? Four. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Hundred thousand yen or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, if I said you were wrong, yeah. Would you think it's because you are higher or lower? I think it's because I'm lower. But yeah, like, you're lower. I mean, is this going to be like, like how expensive is this going to be? Six thousand four hundred dollars. Wow. Eight. Well, here's the crazy shit, right? It's actually about that in U.S. because the the yen is pretty weak right now. So the actual value in U.S. dollars is six thousand three hundred eighty dollars. In yen, it's eight hundred eighty. It's 880,000 yen, where if it was like that when we went, it would be pretty close to $8,000 for this right. thing. Huh. So, do you want to go hadsies on it or like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, I, I just don't like the truffle thing for me. It's, it's, it's like, it's, like no. it's too much. Like, how does this taste without the truffle? Like, can we not do the truffle? And is it is that all of a sudden make it like you know like a thousand dollars instead of six? Why are we eating gold? <laughs> yeah, like I just feel like you put crap on it to try to make it more expensive. Even though I know this stuff doesn't cost this much, like I don't want to eat gold, and I don't need the truffle to be next to the thing on the plate. Although I'm sure you just get a bowl of it, like you sent me here in this last picture. So look, I'm sure yeah, it's that's good. what you do. You pick this what fine, I pay. Fine. I mean, look, if I won the lottery, I would definitely go eat this just to say that I did. But like, if you're a regular rich guy, like just eat Ben and Jerry's. And then you can be like, yeah, I eat Ben and Jerry's because I'm humble. <laughs> just do that. and Do that number. If you want to elevate your, your ice cream game, you eat at Salt and Straw. Or you get gelato. I'd venture you tonight. Had that before I came here. That shit's delicious. I mean, is it better to make your own? Like, how much does a, like, can you not? I always make figured that that what? type of make stuff. Your own ice cream? You would just make your own ice cream and just put fancy ingredients in it at a, like, a, you know, one hundredth of the cost. I don't want cheese in my ice cream. I don't really want cheese in anything, but yeah, it's, it's the French though. The French want you to taste all parts of the cow when you're doing this. <laughs> they want the fermented, oh, all of and it? the cream, and the. So they why want don't they put it on it. a steak? I mean, careful, <laughs> careful. 
No, we didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to go uh-huh. for a French accent. I quickly ejected. So I, that just that's you got what you got. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking f- at the I'm looking at the Guinness Book of World Records now. Looking at the whole like the Twitter thing of how fancy this comes in a jar, and you put like a little dollop of oil on it to spin it around. Here, have you? Here, I'll send you the Twitter. That sounds stupid. Twitter page. I mean, it's just dumb, right? Like, I, I you know, I'm still down to try that two hundred dollar melon. See, I know you don't want like, to. Yeah, you're Can not I a go melon find guy. it myself in the like the? Can I just go get it? Like the melon's got to grow out of the ground somewhere, right? Or is it someone like growing a, a specific? Can you melon? get the melon? You mean like go to the two hundred dollar melon farm? Yeah, exactly. And just like break it and take uh, a melon. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Let's find out. Uh, let's right, because it's not like this. That like there's a bunch of craftsmanship here that needs to be put together. Right, like I get it. Right, like it costs to make stuff. Um, but like a melon, if I still got to cut open the melon myself, then it's like, yeah, I sent you the, uh, I sent you the. Uh, the, how this works like when you're putting this thing together they give you a little fancy spoon yeah like look i'm all for paying for experiences don't get me wrong now i'll spend some oh, totally yeah, yeah stuff because yeah. i like the experience to be like man we ate this thing like when we had kobe beef that time right it was good Dude, i'm i'm annoyed fr- this right? start of this video annoys the shit out of me when you're yeah, getting like that stupid silver fun dip spoon out of the goddamn <laughs> wood box <laughs> like, exactly what the hell what it is. It's actually not that. No, it's the wood paddle from the Italian ices. Like, that's how they start it. Yes. This is annoying. Yeah, and then you have, like, a little oil with a little cork there, and you get a little this ice is, cream in the in the box. This is just for assholes. Yeah, it is. This is, like, only You know what, for though? That. But, you know, this is... And I was having a discussion with Alice this morning. I was saying, would you... Like, what's one of the first things you'd do if you became, like, extremely wealthy? And for like me... Like a billionaire. If you became a billionaire. Yeah. For me... And like I said, this sounds pretentious because, like, for me, it's like, what are what's one of those things that you live without every day, but the minute you have it, you can't live without it. And for me, it's a hundred percent having like a personal assistant, like someone yeah. who's just who just like organizes everything. Like you wake up in the morning, and someone's just there with like the beverage of your choice, and they like send you this thing that go, hey, here's what you're supposed to do today, and here's the things that I need from you. Of like, hey, yeah, so you want to? Like, you just say things like, you know. And I'd really like to check out how much this is. And then someone like a couple hours later, like sends you a report of like, yeah, you know, that thing that you asked for in passing, I talked to these six people and here's the ways that here's all the things you can do. Like, that'd be awesome. And I think once you have that, I could understand how you'd be like, that's the last thing I'm giving up is my personal assistant. But it sounds super pretentious. Like you're basically paying someone to like, (laughs) to do the things that you could do in normal life. But the minute you have it, can you imagine living without a personal assistant once you have one? I can't. It would ruin everything for you. You couldn't do anything. You're like, well, what do I eat? I never have to cook another meal. I just go, you know what? I'm feeling like something seafood. And the person just goes, okay, yeah, don't worry about that. I got you. Yeah. You sit down dinner and a reservation at this place and it's done. Yes. Yeah. All that stuff. Like, hey, you know, I really want to eat at the, you know, I want to have one of these. Can I get a booking at Salado? You don't have to, you don't have to go do it yourself. You don't have to think about it. It just gets done. And you go, hey, you know, I don't want to pay for it. Can you just give them all my details when I get there? Like I, I don't That's want, no, I don't want a bill. Just tell them. I'm gonna just, go on a trip. Just, I don't have to book a yeah. flight. Just make sure. Just make sure I'm in like first class. Yeah, like I, I can, how I know it sounds pretentious, but man, once you get that, I understand how you could not live without that. Like I 100 percent get it. If you're a rich guy and all of a sudden they're like, hey, sir, you know you've been, you know, hey, you know you've lost billions of dollars because of bad investments, and I'd be like, you could take everything. Just don't take my personal assistant. <laughs> Right, but the personal assistant to. is only as useful as the money you have for them to spend. Yeah, I guess. But man, I could just—that's that, like if I ever get wealthy, that's one thing you cannot do. 
Because if you do that, then you are going to be buying $7,000 ice creams. It's inevitable. Like, it just yeah. leads into that. <laughs> it has to. So that's who's buying this stuff. People with personal assistants are the ones yeah. buying this ice cream. Not people who've actually got to, like, go to the place themselves and look at the ice cream. Like, this is something that someone books for you to experience. So the melon farm is in, uh, it's in Hokkaido. Oh, due north. By uh, Sapporo. Rats. Rats. Probably a good time of trip. year, too, to go steal one of those melons. Could do a day trip to, to Sapporo. Just for the melon. Yeah. See, if you had a personal assistant right now, they would just book. Why do I need a personal assistant? I could just go. You, you, I could just go on Saturday, get the melon, yeah, and come back. Yeah, but now you got to think about where you're going to stay, and you got to think about the logistics of the. No, you don't need to no, stay no, no. anywhere if it's a day trip. Yeah, the personal assistant. And then, again, think about it. the personal assistant. If you're real wealthy, they just travel with you all the time. Oh. So then, like as stuff is happening, and again, I would, I would treat my personal assistant great. Like it'd be awesome. Because like we'd be like, hey, let's go do stuff. Sure. Like yeah, like you, you're like my friend, and <laughs> that just hangs out but books stuff Fuck. for me. Like how amazing is that? I look, it sounds super pretentious, but it's uh, if someone told me what's your dream if you were to win the lottery, what's the first thing you do? It's like I'd hire a personal assistant for two hundred grand a year. Yeah, hey, man. I mean, look, I get it. You got the money <laughs> for sure. It sounds great. That's living right? the dream. Sounds great. I also, I, again, I kind of like the grindies. I wouldn't I like buy the grinding more stuff, cars. Though. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. I I don't know. Do I, I don't think I could do it. Yeah, I do. I like the. I'm not gonna lie. There, there is certain like high anxiety moments in my life. One of them, one of the highest anxiety moments is, I like this place. I'm gonna bring people to this place, and then in that moment, my reputation is on the line. Exactly. I love doing it, but that's like a thrill. It is. Anxiety is high, but when they're like, "This place is delicious," I'm like, "I fucking nailed it." It is. It's you're, tough. You're this is welcome. why I don't. I don't tend to recommend stuff. I go, hey, it's good, you know, but go check for yourself because you're right. If you talk something up big, and it disappoints, oh, your reputation's on the line. Like, oh yeah, yeah. The last time you told me I had to go do something it wasn't very good. The experience was bad. Oh, can't do it. Can't do. Not it. a coward. Not a coward. See, I'll but do I don't. It. But again, I I want to. I want to be one of those guys in that position. It's like you know what? I know a great sushi restaurant. Talk to my assistant. They'll hook you up. Like, how amazing is that? That your assistant man does it for somebody else. Make it make a decision. All right. Man. I don't I don't need you, I don't need you uh letting your dollars do the talking through your assistant. I need you're you're diminishing the character of yourself by everything going through your assistant. You got no uh you have no perspective on how stuff works. How do you relate to the common man? God, you know what though? But if I'm a billionaire, it's the only thing I do. I don't think I'd buy a new car. <laughs> I don't think I'd buy any bigger house, maybe, but I don't think what I would, would like d- immediately go like I gotta go buy a mansion that's worth fifty million. I don't think I'd do anything. I th- literally just think I would hire someone to handle the stuff in my life I don't want to handle anymore. I feel that's like if I it. Like, find a billion dollars, I'd probably just do kind of the same thing I do now, except but with a with, with an assistant. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I'd do it. I wouldn't have an assistant. No, would you not? I would. I totally would. That's the no. uh, now now that I've thought about it, it's the only thing I'm paying for. I'm going to pay so someone's salary to come help me do stuff. Like, help me book. Like, my car needs service. I don't have to think about that anymore. My assistant just goes, hey, I need your keys today because I'm going to go take your car in for service. And just comes back and it's done. Don't worry about, think about how much more room in life I'd have to do the things I really wanted to do. Like, paying taxes. I could just, you have my information assistant. I'd open up all my stuff. That's fine. 
Like, oh, you yeah. know, and then you, the only fear is that this system steals a bunch of stuff from you. <laughs> but your hope is you treat them nice and you pay them a good salary and they stick around with you for the next 30, 40 years. What the fuck just happened? Sorry. You could you could hire a, a personal assistant for like two to four thousand dollars a month. Not that task rabbit nonsense. I want someone who knows me. I mean, they say according to indeed.com, the average personal assistant makes thirteen to fourteen dollars per hour. Oh, that's crap. I pay my personal assistant good money. Like what, good. sixteen like, an hour? At least a hundred an hour. <laughs> at least a hundred an hour. Oh my I god. Want, Holy shit. I want, I want my personal assistant to not be steal like don't steal from me. I'm I'm gonna hook you up. You're gonna have an awesome job, and we're gonna, it's gonna be great. You want to go to a game? Let's go to a game. You pick the game. Where are we going? Who are we watching? Hockey, basketball, football. What are we doing? I'm down. I got a free evening. Let's go do stuff. Right? Okay. Wow. Or like, hey, you need a night off? I get it. You just need to hire the replacement for you. <laughs> like, I'm happy. You for need you, to a, you like need this. an assistant, personal assistant. <laughs> hey, look, you're making two hundred grand. If you if that's gonna make your life easier because you want every night off to go play with your kids, then go for it. But like, I'm 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 in. I'm in on this personal assistant again. So then what do, the what do you do? What do you do with all the... I have? <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. So what do you do with all the extra free time? What do you do? I don't know. I can't even think that far. I, I would just I would start coming up with cool stuff. Be bored. Just be bored. I don't think I'd be bored. Just like when people are like, oh, what are you going to do when you're not working? Aren't you going to be bored? And it's like, ha, bored? Please. I'll stare at the wall for three hours just because I don't ask my, because I can't. That's my personal assistant to find me fun shit to do. Yeah, I mean, pretty much like, hey, look, I, I'm looking for a new hobby. What do you think? And they're like, you know, I've always liked people that, that do woodworking. And I'm like, you know what? Cool. How do, how do we get this started? Do some research. Buy some stuff. Start woodworking yeah. tomorrow basically going to be a parent we've enrolled you into a bunch of sports to try out yeah again i'm i'm you're totally now going you're now going to dance class oh great let's go to dance class. yeah hey look you know what i'm gonna learn how to tango personal assistant says it's fun i trust him or her let's go tango on wednesday nights just great. you know and they, they tell you hey just be outside at 6 30 we have someone to pick you up all right i'll be there it's that simple tango. you just have to go where they tell you to go man oh <sighs> dreams and then you get the bill and you're like why the fuck did i spend no no i don't get the bill the bill just oh. again when the money runs out <laughs> persistent goes hey uh just fyi i looked at your bank account you ran out of money um <laughs> <laughs> i'd be like hey you know what it's been real we gotta lay you off because i don't have any more money but uh it's a good ride <laughs> and then you go back to but yeah like i think you know you you get assistance and i get it i understand that part of being rich i really do i get it you know, it says this dessert's called Biakia. Biakia is also like one of the main characters from Danganronpa. I didn't realize it meant white knight with an N, not a K. Yeah, like, like or white sh- evening. Or short night. Yeah. Or night yeah. under the midnight sun. Huh. But anyways, look, if I uh, have a personal assistant, they'll book me in to taste this ice cream. And I won't have and to get care you that about melon. how much it costs. And you'd be like, what if, what if they gave you that melon? And you're like, you know I hate melon. Fired. You know what? They, they, they have to wait a couple years. I have to really trust them. Like, if they're really good, I'm going to go, whatever you think I should eat, I'm in. You should eat this $200 melon. Yeah. Okay. Don't tell me it's $200. Just say you should eat this melon. I don't Look, know. The melon is about 1,500 yen, I think, or something like that. Or like, 50, what is that? 15,000 yen. That'd be like $150 if it was one-to-one. But because the... Uh, because the U.S. dollar is so strong, if it's like close to a hundred bucks, I'm gonna get this goddamn melon. I'm gonna try it, just because. Yeah, you can okay. pay for it. I mean, I'll, I'll nibble. I'm good. Again, I, I've I've told you, melons are uh, yeah, the most I know. overrated fruit. They're overrated, right? And I want to know. What, I want to know what, uh, pay. Yeah, 
I want to know what it tastes like. Like two hundred dollar yeah. apple, I'd be more willing to eat a two hundred dollar apple than two hundred dollar melon. Oh my god, it's hardcore. Speaking of hardcore, here's the next story. This is one you sent me. Bear, also from CNN. This also happened five hours ago from the yep. time of this recording. Bear destroys 60 cupcakes after breaking into Connecticut bakery. CNN has reached out to the new Bedford Police Department for more information. Taste by Spellbound, a bakery in Avon, Avon, encountered the furry guest on May 24th, according to a Facebook post. The bakery explained that a staff member was placing items in the shop loading garage when she saw a bear in the garage. Quote, she ran into the kitchen as fast as she could and slammed the door that goes into the loading area and held it tight, and quote, wrote the bakery. Quote, the bear then moved one of our fridges in the front of the door, end quote. Oh, so blocked, blocked the door. Yeah, goddamn, it was a crafty bear. One <laughs> staff member called 911 while another got in her car and beeped its horn until the bear left. Police responded and the bakery landlord has been working with the Connecticut Department of Energy and Environmental Protection, according to the Facebook post. Is that who you talk to? I guess environmental I guess, protection. Yeah. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, because, okay. you know, you, you probably can't shoot the bear, right? The bear's probably protected some some way. Well, yeah, I thought there was like a, I guess, environmental protection. Yeah, I guess that works. The bear destroyed around 60 cupcakes and a bunch of coconut cake, the post said. A bunch of coconut cake. That's in quotes. So that's that's how they quantified that. The bakery also posted a video showing the bear wandering <laughs> into the garage. Oh, this video is em- funny. <laughs> and emerging with what seems to be a cardboard box full of baked goods. The bear chows down on the sweets before the car comes around before the car comes around, triggering the bear to retreat towards the nearby dumpsters. Quote, no bears will be harmed, end quote, the bakery added in the post. That's what you think. It's out of your hands. And and here we go. Quote, they are more scared of us than them. We all have a good laugh about it at we all have had a good laugh at about it at this point and think the bears are cute. End quote. Connecticut is home to an estimated 1,000 to 12 to 1,200 black bears, according to the State Department of Energy and Environmental Protection. The report says that human bear interactions have increased as the bears population have also recovered. The department yeah. encourages residents to manage their food, garbage, and other attractions to keep bears away and to stay away from bears they encounter. Where's this video? Now, I must say, I, it's, it's a Facebook video? video, unfortunately. Oh, okay. It's a Facebook video, but let me send it to you. I'll go to Facebook. I'll do what I got to do. The, the, I will say that they took the coward's way out. Right. So in the video, you basically see this bear because it's sped up. You see this bear like running to the garage. And there's two women who oh, like yeah. come around the corner and they're like, oh, it's a bear. And they kind of like start running back. And then the bear like, grabs a box oh. of cupcakes. Yeah. And then it just, it opens it up and it just goes to town. It goes to town the way that you would. If you were to grab, if you were to steal a box of cupcakes, this is how I would eat these box of cupcakes. <laughs> you just He's face so in the box, like no plate, no nothing, just face in the box, looking around, seeing is anyone watching you. A little self conscious because you're feeling like a fatty, but you're just going in. And then so they cute. pull up with a car. Now that's where yeah. I think things get a little unfair, right? Like you should let the bear eat the cupcakes. Don't pull the car up. Let him scare the bear. That's unfair. I, uh, here we go. Bears, I just Googled, what do bears eat in the wild? Fruit, (laughs) nuts, honey, and other plant parts are favorites of bears. They also eat insects and sometimes fish. But most of their food comes from plants. 
Now imagine are, that was your diet, and then all of a sudden you taste cupcake. a cupcake. Like you've been on a diet for like ten years, and then yeah. like and like you walk in and you just see like sixty cupcakes in like a container. I want like a front <laughs> perspective of this bear. Like I want to see the eyes. I want to see the eyes open up as they f- see God the first time they taste frosting. <laughs> I would assume this is what happens with kids, right? As well, right? Like, yeah, try totally. Not to give your, like a lot of parents are like, oh, I try not to give my kids sugar, right? Like, I, you know, I don't want my kids to become, you know, addicted to sugar and Deviants. candy and stuff. But the first time your kid goes to a party or your kids go somewhere and he gets a little taste of sugar, oh, it's like crack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. This bear is so happy. Like he has yeah, like, this oh bear. God. He's like, because he does, he does like that kind of look around because one yes. falls off and then he eats it. He's like looking at this thing. He's like, ooh, all right. Oh, there's more. And, <laughs> exactly. and then he is going hard. And, and then face says, down, like, around. looks around a little bit, like make sure no man, this is too good to be true. They couldn't have left all this just for me. <laughs> for me? And they come out honking the horn. Like, just going in. And then yeah. they start honking the horn. Uh, and poor bear has to run away because that's what you do, right? You're like, oh, God, this machine. Is he came back, though. He came back looking. He's like, but wait. But then he realized his box was gone. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. But yeah, Love look. It. I mean, this is what happens, right? Like, we're destroying the planet. Bears are going to start moving in on our cupcakes. It's just the beginning. Yeah. And look, I, I like, I like an animal started. story. No, no one's getting hurt. No bears get hurt, no cupcakes. people get hurt, just bears eating cupcakes. This is good, all yeah. wholesome fun. People are, you know, I, I, yeah, there's something weird about teddy bears being like a, you know, a cute thing that you give to kids because bears are typically horrifying creatures. Ferocious. But, but man, these bears are cute. It's a cute bear. I mean, have you seen the images of hairless bears? Yeah, it's horrifying. It's a, it's a hard, it's the scariest looking thing in the world. Like they, they look like terrifying. like monsters. Yes, exactly. But this bear, this one looks like a kid. Like it's like a young it bear. Yeah, it looks, it's looks cute. Fun. I'd give it but all. Now imagine about hair. <laughs> no, I won't. No, I mean it's a little chunky. Probably not going to be as terrifying as uh, the typical Google image of that yeah. ghoulish looking bear uh, of ghoulish that looking. I think bears it's raggedy. From, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah, it. so anyways, I figured that was a fun story. The stories are normally we always got something serious to talk about. Bears eating cupcakes, yeah. right? Look, I, I like it. Let's uh let's keep it going into some uh reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish, reading from Kotaku. Um, one of my least favorite sources of video game stuff, but I can't even call it news. They're Kotaku on the weekends is a shit show, but here we go. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is now accidentally fighting furries. The headline like that, we got to talk about it. (laughs) As as Florida, I've only skimmed this article, so there might be some weird flowery language uh, that Kotaku likes to do that I... Uh, you know, may may frown upon. So I, we I went to Rolling. There's a Rolling Stone, a Rolling Stone article about this as well. Oh, I found a Kotaku, so here we are. As Florida <laughs> governor, I also do like the uh, the Kotaku image. Ever so often, they got they got some good ones. This image that they have as the hero image is pretty hilarious looking. So that's why I'm reading this. <laughs> you want to describe that image? No, I don't. It's okay. It's a it's a furry looking at Ron DeSantis with his arms crossed. Yep. It's bad Photoshop, as but I love it. Um, as Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, oh, the furry's also wearing glasses, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Studious furry. 
<laughs> it's smart. As Florida Governor Ron DeSantis attempts a presidential run, he's still finding time for his ongoing hobby of angering different communities with his legislation and bad views on people and things. See? Kotaku gets it in sometimes. It's pretty good. Now it sounds like he's got a new community to add to the list. Furries. Megaplex, a furry convention dedicated to the art of making and wearing costumes of anthropomorphic characters based in Orlando, has announced it will have to raise an age restriction in in response to Florida SB 1438 or the Protection of Children Act that makes knowingly admitting a child to an adult live performance a first degree misdemeanor. The legislation, which the legislation was primarily enacted to target drag performers because right-wing evangelicals have ascribed drag performance as to a sexual display, even though that is not inherently true. But because of its vague wording, it makes sense that a furry convention would be naturally cautious because ignorant people also view furries as intrinsically kink. Hmm. As Rolling Stone points, oh, look, you have the source. As Rolling Stone points out in its report <laughs> the on the situation. Source, thanks, Kotaku, for your journalism. You read I mean, an they, article they, and wrote an article about the article you just read. They linked to it. That has new work. You can, I'm not going to knock a talk about this. Everybody does that. The furries are not inherently sexual. There are subsections of these communities that do engage in sexual content related to dressing up in their costumes. Megaplex has been an all age all ages event up to this point, but it sounds like event organizers are trying to keep their attendees and staff safe now that Florida legislation could be weaponized against them. Quote, the decision has been a difficult one, but Megaplex has not forgotten about or abandoned our younger fandom members and is looking into options for events and activities to include all age ranges and their family members, end quote, event organizer said in a statement on Twitter. Broadly, DeSantis is on a lot of people's shit list in Florida for the support of anti-LGBTQ plus legislation, such as colloquial known don't say gay bill, which prevents discussion of sexual orientation and gender identity in schools. This affects the furry community because swaths of them identify as queer in one way or another. His digging his heels into bigoted nonsense has also resulted in an ongoing feud with between the president wannabe and megalithic corporation Disney, which called for a repeal of the bill last year. So, so far, the feud has reportedly cost the guy a billion-dollar development plan. That last part is actually not yeah. true. No. Is Bob Iger who killed the development plan. Yes. But the rest of this seems pretty on the up and up. Who wins? Furries or Ron DeSantis? <laughs> so, so to, to just... Ron DeSantis is saying, basically, any performance that has adults in costume is of a sexual nature. Seemingly, yeah. So you well, need guess, to make... You I need guess to the what? problem is... Yeah. I, I guess the problem is it's too vague. Like, the... the um, so knowingly admitting a child to an adult live performance is a first-degree misdemeanor. So that's too vague where so, it's so like question, yeah, they, there say, could be risk. I was going to say, if you take your child to a rated R movie... That, that would fall under this law, right? Technically. Yeah. Because to an adult performance. Rated R is for adults, right? R18, restricted That's... until 18, unless in, the, unless in the presence of an adult. But that would make that illegal, I'm assuming. Yeah, let's see. So, like, no again, this is the problem with most of these laws that anyone makes, is that it's vague enough for you to then, 
use your discretion of your local jurisdiction. So if you happen to live somewhere that is anti-trans, anti-anything, they can then start going into these places and discriminating and terrorizing people by saying, hey, well, this law, it's a bit like stand your ground, right? Where, yeah, on the face of it, you could say, yeah, stand your ground makes sense. You're on my property and I feel harmed, I can shoot you. But then stand your ground gets used for all ridiculous reasons because someone is scared of a 16-year-old black kid who's walking down the street with a hoodie, right? Like, it turns into that. So I would assume this is very similar, where it's just like, well, I'm going to make this wide-sweeping wall that says when I feel like it, when I feel uncomfortable, I can shut down something that I don't agree with because, oh, there's children present. So you're breaking this law, right? I, I mean, like that's kind of why I would say this is the the side that is fighting this is saying, well, this is going to be used to terrorize and further marginalize, marginalized communities. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at the text now. The acts related to violations of their provision, authorized hotels, the restaurant, first place. There's like, uh, I found the text online of the actual bill itself. So authorized division of hotels and restaurants of the Department of Business and Professional Regulations to find, suspend, or revoke the license of any public lodging establishment or public food service establishment if the establishment admits a child to an adult live performance. Specifically that specifying that a specifying that a specified violation constitute an immediate serious danger to the public health, safety, or welfare. Authorizing the division to issue specified fines for first, second, and subsequent violations of certain provisions. Um, yeah, so it doesn't sound like movie theaters would be covered because that is not what's being held here. It's yeah. like public lodging establishment, public food service establishment. So it's like if they serve food or if it's like a venue of sorts. Hmm. Um, yeah, look, I mean, I, I guess my 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 thought on this is. I feel like this is it, it's one of the red herrings. It's a straw man of all these conventions and all these drag shows. It's just kids being, you know, exposed to things that are inappropriate that they shouldn't be exposed to. When I'd argue that most most of these communities probably do a fairly decent job of saying, hey, look, there's you know, this is a kid friendly thing or it's not. Like I can see if like I, I think that just needs to be, you know, that needs to be put into what it is. And then you leave it to the discretion of how people want to raise their children. Like you shouldn't take your children to things that are not appropriate for children. But I think as long as the as long as they were to specify that as the people holding the event, that onus should be on them. But like, yeah, oh, here we go. I got the definition. Yeah. Okay, here we go. This is the part where it says exposing children to an adult live performance. Here we go. As used in this section, the term adult live performance means any show, exhibition, or other presentation in front of a live audience, which in whole or in part depicts or simulates nudity, sexual conduct, sexual excitement, or specific sexual activities as those terms are defined in section 847.001, lewd conduct, or the lewd exposure of prosthetic or imitation genitals or breasts when it, one- predominantly appeals to prurient, shameful, or morbid interest. Two, is patently offensive to prevailing standards in the adult community of this state as a whole with respect to what is suitable material or conduct for the age of the child present. And three, taken as a whole is without serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value for the age of the child present. 
This is like the uh, what? What the fuck? Uh, this is like the Footloose Act. Yes. Yeah. I mean, look for 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 a party that wants to tell me that less that they want less government and they want to yeah. you know freedom freedom for the American people. This sure seems like a overreaching thing that you as a parent should be able to parent your children in a way that you find appropriate, and you should be doing the research beforehand to see if whether or not an event is is correct for your child to go to versus someone who's not even part of these communities to start making that that delineation of what this needs to be because for me i like i think this is being used as a straw man by saying well all drag shows are this right yeah all drag shows fall under this every single one of them even when they mm-hmm. don't right when it could just be people doing songs or dance or whatever body right? python was yes. drag shows yes but that, that's the point right but they're using this as a hammer to go well they're all inappropriate because they yeah. fall under these guidelines Versus very clearly showing things that are of sexual nature that I think most people can look at and go, okay, that's an adult show. But a general drag show that people are singing and doing stuff for, I think that's that's the problem, right? You have one side of a government group going, it's all inappropriate because it's it's men dressing up as women and women dressing up as men. So that's a sexual yeah. nature that I'm not okay with in my community, even though that is a very broad sweeping, you know, accusation of a community that is multifaceted the way every community is right there's things that are for adults and things that are you know for all ages so, I, yeah i mean you know what the problem is though with these guys because yeah. i would actually if i was the this furry group i would i would put on the convention i'd do it and if they tried to i would and then i'd sue the shit out of them and like yeah pretty much raise it to the to the supreme court and get the whole thing revoked because furries because aren't so all sexual Right, I know. I know we and we specifically, me and you, have made have made lots of lots of jokes at the expense of of you know this community and the and the inter- the general more risque totally. part of this. Right, we've got but that's, the shark, but that's we've not got all that stuff. But that's yeah, different. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, Classic. right. That's got nothing to do with people who just dress up in costume. Yeah, like, but everything like, like is a mascot convention. Every like, fandom, right? at the end of every fandom is some sexualized version of it. <laughs> sure. That's life. Exactly. So if I were them, it's like, that's an easy case to make. If you're going to try to sue it, it's like, all right, fine. We'll sue you so guys. what makes something a furry versus just a mascot, by the way? Like, is it the fact that well, there's more shapely figures? Like, no. what? Like, like, you know, the- like if you've got, like if you have, like what makes Gritty <laughs> a mascot versus a furry? Well, because... No one is ideal. Well, shit, I shouldn't say this, but basically, <laughs> yeah, right? It's easier to explain it the other way, because in the furry community, the way I understand it, you identify as a fursona. So a you persona. have affected, yeah, like okay. you have a fursona where you have like become or like it's like the metaverse. Yeah, I suppose in a way, but yeah. Furries. Where it's like you know here. This is this is me. Like I am this thing or this animal as opposed to myself. You know, it's like that kind of thing. But it's not really any it's just like a more hairy version of a D&D thing in a way. But like is is it because they're not in full cost? Like I'm looking at well, they don't have to of- be. They can't. Yeah, I'm, some I'm can looking at some costume. of these images. Some and it's might like, just, just have, have the ears, head, right? They just some have the head or the ears. Yeah, it's like not always in a mascot. It's like it could be anything, really. 
Yeah, but to me, I just seem like they tend to be like, I'm looking at this giant Megaplex 2022. Well, because it's fun, furries, it's fun right? to stereotype. It's fun yes. to stereotype the silly side of it. And it's easy, right? You know, people yes. wear masks. Like, it's, it's actually, I remember seeing, like, um, there was that show on CNN called This Is Life. And pretty good show. It was like these little mini documentaries. And one of them was actually about furries. And there was an interesting story in there that stood out where there was this kid who had anxiety issues. And he couldn't really talk to people. But when mm. he was around his furry friends, he was able to talk yeah. because he was like in the costume. So it kind of removed that well, layer. He could be of, himself, right? He could be himself, but he didn't, he didn't feel like as exposed because he was basically literally behind a mask. But as his persona, he was, he was good, but there wasn't anything sexual about it. He was a child. Right. Yeah, but they're, there I guess, to be. these people are saying, just well, all furries are sexual because they, they identify as these other things in these other, in these others. But it also sounds like this is one of those self-inflicted things where they are, they're doing this out of a precaution because mm-hmm. they feel like they could be a target, but they don't know that they're going to be a target. Right. But again, but do you want to find out though? Like, especially in today's day and age, I don't right? know. My, like, my like, question like, let's is, be honest, like mass shootings and all that stuff. Like when you're marginalized communities. This is the people target you. So I 100% understand them being terrified. Like if you read the news and there's a there's a shooting at a at a at a drag bar, there's a, you know, gay bar in Orlando specifically, right? That's a city that had that massive shooting that happened. So I understand if you're based out of Orlando, you'd be hypersensitive because there's probably people in the LGBTQ community who are part of your community who are telling you, "Hey, look, I'm really terrified with this law." I feel unsafe coming to this unless we unless we make these types of precautions, unless we, you know, unless we put some safety around our community members. So I 100 percent get it. I get why they would preemptively put this into the news stream because they're afraid. And they and quite frankly, they probably should be. They probably should be. But I also wonder if they didn't put it in the news feed, if they're like if they're small enough and less vocal enough where people wouldn't even really know. I don't know, man. I I just feel like there's enough. There's enough people. Again, there's enough fear over you being at something that you love and having fun, and someone enters your community, and they want to do harm. They don't Mm -hmm. enter in a way that's curious. They don't enter in a way that's hey, change my mind. They enter in a way of yeah, yeah, I'm one of you. And then when we all get together, you bring an AR-15 and you start to shoot me and my friends. I I get it. Like, I totally understand the fear, even though me and you do not relate to a lot of this stuff, right? Like, it doesn't do anything for me, but I just always go by the mind of as long as it doesn't personally harm me in a way, and then I just go, then I can just not pay attention to it as well. But as long as you don't enter my own personal space, I don't really care what you want to do. You can do whatever you want. And unfortunately, that's just not the reality. And Republicans stoke this fire, even though they want to tell you they're about freedom. And to me, being able to dress up as a furry is like maximum freedom, <laughs> right? Like, if I want to dress up as a fox on my weekends, that's freedom to me. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, but you're trying to tell me, well, I'm going to make this obscure law that makes it less free. So then are you really about freedom? Like, the fact that Republicans care about a lot of stuff that I'm like, why do you guys care about this? Like, I thought you were about freedom. To be free to do whatever I want, as long as it doesn't harm you. But very clearly, they're not about freedom. They're about restriction. And that's a shame. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But yeah, um, look, furries, man, again, don't get it. I'm not, as, as, as a wise man once told me in San Diego, don't yuck their yum. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Sounds like a smart guy.
yeah. That's the thing. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean you have to be against it. Yeah, as long as you're either not try to anybody. understand it or just ignore it. Just go, it's none of my business. If you this yep. is how you want to spend your Saturday once a year, or you know, September 15th through the 17th, this is what you want to do at the Hyatt Regency. God bless you. I, I just won't be there. Like, just don't expect for me to join you. And that should be okay. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Well, enough of that shit. Let's move on to some media therapy, shall we? Speaking of yucking um, and yumming, <laughs> there's a story yeah. of media therapy that I'd like to talk about because I don't know much about it. But I want for I, you to explain what's happening with Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, right. So, okay. You, you told me you are going to explain this to me when we first talked today. I mean, what's there to explain? It's like Al Pacino, had a, Al Pacino had a kid. Uh, well, let me explain. All right. So, basically, <laughs> the way women work and their biological clock and stuff, it's like as they get older... You know, they got to kind of have kids before they reach a certain age. But men, that's not how it works. They could keep having kids. <laughs> but if they're so, not health implications so, with this, so like, al- there's no way that having a, that being a father at 83 well, is like the, the right way to go about it, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you. I don't know. This is my ignorance of going, I kind of didn't think that was necessarily possible. Uh, here's a headline from USA Today Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, and the male privilege of having kids whenever you want. Yeah, it's interesting. <clears throat> yeah, so Al Pacino's 83, had, kid, had a kid with his, uh, is about to have a baby with his 29 year old girlfriend. Robert and I believe Niro, he's, got, he's got kids in his 30s, right? He has to. Al Pacino. He's got to have kids in his 30s. He's got to have kids Robert already. De Niro recently had his seventh kid. <laughs> seventh kid by here. Robert De Niro. Wow. Let's see how many kids uh, Al Pacino has. Let's see. Al Pacino. Children. Only three. But where are the... Okay, I, I clicked children. on an article from NBC News. Robert De Niro has a child who's 51! <laughs> He's got a daughter, Drina, 51, Raphael, 46. He's got two twin sons, Aaron and Julian, 27. And he's got a 25-year-old with another wife. And then he's got another, he's got an 11-year-old with another wife. Wow. So, 51. Five, Ju- one. So Al Pacino's oldest kid is a year younger than me. She is, uh, she's 34. And he's got a 29-year-old girlfriend mm-hmm. that he is going to have a baby year. with Yep, when he's 83. Mm-hmm. That means... Like, what uh, would you do if your father That kid is going to be... 90 let me tell you, seven. That, means, <laughs> that means Al Pacino, probably not Jewish, nor <laughs> Alfala, maybe Jewish, probably not. Let's assume they are. Al Pacino is 96 when that kid gets bar mitzvahed or bat mitzvahed and then he's going you think he's going up on the chair at 96 96 <laughs> when that kid when that kid first votes al pacino will be 101 it's crazy it's crazy i'm i'm looking at an article just when you type in the name of his of his girlfriend Al Pacino's kids are very upset he's having a fourth baby at 82. <laughs> well, yeah. 
Like, I don't. <sighs> like, do you, you think this was planned? You think Robert, like, you think Al Pacino and Robert Nero just woke up like, you know what, I'm another kid. Or do you think this just happens and you're just like, well, I'm Al Pacino, so whatever. I can, I can pay for this. I don't know. Maybe he's like, I'm going to be dead in like 17 years or less. Like, you don't you think really you would just be me? like, Here's I don't want kids after a certain I don't know, age man. and you I... just get snipped and you're just done? We talk about the 29 year old girl who's sleeping with this 83 year old guy. Just yeah. the pro- let's not let's like let's forget about the fact that this guy's having a kid at 83. Let's talk about the process of this 29 year old having a kid with this guy who's 83. Can we, can we just take a moment? Yeah, we can to talk about I, I that just... part. I don't care if it's Al Pacino. Gross. <laughs> And Gross. I see this article. If you just type this in, you just get a lot of articles from the last week. Al Pacino's girlfriend people, just loves people old people. People are mad. Okay? Yeah. They're she, mad. She just what? She just likes old people. <laughs> she just, she just loves right? old people, apparently. This is just her thing. She dated Mick Jagger in 2017. He was 74 oh. at the time when they dated in 2017. So she just dates older men. She just likes older men. Yeah. I, I mean, fair enough. You do you again. Not going to yuck your yum. You want to you want to bang an eighty three year old? That's cool. Yeah, Have I fun. mean, like they're so. I'm going through this like TMZ and like sh- like Al Pacino has a Shrek phone phone case. <laughs> like I don't know what Al Pacino's doing. He's just he's just Al Pacino. Like yeah. <laughs> I guess this is what you do. You just get twenty nine year olds pregnant. And then what's the deal with uh, what was the other one with Robert De Niro? Robert De Niro. Robert like these are some of the, the the greatest actors of a generation before us, <laughs> right? This is the greatest actors of like the seventies, yeah. And they're having children. So Robert De Niro, I'm trying to figure out how old his how how old his partner is. That's what I'm looking for. I'm trying to find out who this is. Okay, so he's got it. Doesn't say. Doesn't say who his partner is. Says he dropped suddenly dropped the hint that he's welcomed another child and is now the father of seven. He just had a baby. Actor welcome with his seventh child, but it doesn't say who. It doesn't say who his who his significant other is. But like how, like you want to talk about make like would you be okay if someone said, "Hey, look, you can't have any kids after 80. Of speaking of ridiculous laws, because it is it's a real privilege, I think, to be able to just have keep having kids. Like, why are you have? It's a bit like being the president. Like, why are you having kids at eighty? Stop already. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I don't want to cast aspersions on this on these women either. Like I don't think that's fair because maybe they no. actually are in love. Yeah, that's fine. As long as everybody's consenting. Again, it goes back to any of this other stuff. If you're consenting, you're not hurting anybody. Have fun. Do do you think? But all right. So so Robert De Niro's wife mm-hmm. or partner f- girlfriend is forty five. Okay. So not as big of a gap, not a fifty some odd year gap. Half your age plus seven. Is How that old fit? is she? Forty five. That's borderline. It's off by two years. It's close. So that's a little closer, right? That's a little more appropriate. Close. It's not based yeah, on it's your not math. Twenty. It's not a twenty nine year old. <laughs> based on your math, right? And then look, you know, she just, you know, that's, you know, she's able to have kids in her forties. Good, but like specifically, like, yeah, like I don't. It's a lot. Like, I wouldn't want to be a father at 83. No. Just tired. 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 That kid. 
Oh, Somebody. just imagine all it the things have. you have to do. Do you think he's changing diapers, or do you think he's got a personal assistant to change diapers? He definitely have a personal assistant. He's got like a second person coming in to help with that. He's not doing shit. I remember, I remember my uh, literally my grandfather in his eighties <laughs> trying to get down on the floor to play with uh, play with my niece, and he did it. Getting up was a struggle. It's a struggle, man. I, I mean, these guys were when in you're better shape than he was in, but still, it's like I you. Even the most like, in shape eighty something year old fall. You yeah. saw Joe Biden fall, right? Yeah, and Joe Biden's like, what eighty one. Yeah, it was funny. It's funny because he got up. He's a, he's eighty one. He's an old man. Like he yeah, like gets two, up two like guys, an old man. He had two guys helping up, and then and then he and then he walked off on his own. I like how they had to say he walked he walked back without assistance. It's like you had to yeah. say that he walked without assistance after he fell. You don't have to say that for like you don't have to say that for somebody in their sixties. <laughs> but you got to say it for someone who's like 80. You got to say that. You got to let them know that when they fall, they're going to get up and they can walk on their own two feet. <laughs> when when they're 80, it's not a known <laughs> outcome that they're going to be okay to walk after that. <laughs> <laughs> now put a baby in their head. Do you think, here's the question. Do you think we'll see these guys wearing a baby Bjorn? Oh, you know what? If 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 I was Robert De Niro, I'd lean into it. You'd have to. Yeah. You, you'd have to lean into it. You just go, I'm a father at 85. And I would just be full Al Pacino. Full stereotypical Al Pacino. Walking around with the Bjorn, walking around with the with the stroller. You know, just full in. Just go all in. I would bring that baby with me everywhere to go. I wish you would talk about me. Be 90 years old with a seven-year-old. It's crazy to me. It's crazy. Mm. Why would you yep. want to do that at 90? At 90, you want you want grandkids to come run around and you go, I don't actually have to raise this thing. But, you know, he's not raising this kid. Like this woman, like she's been dating all sorts of rich people, billionaires, Mick Jagger. Yeah. Like you dating Mick Jagger? Life's pretty good for you too. Let's not let's not forget. She's having a she's having a good run. Yeah. She's 29, which means she was I dating Mick Jagger when she was in her early 20s. Yeah, it's weird. It's crazy. It's weird. So I get. I, I, I mean, don't, I, you yeah. could like old dudes. I, I get. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I got. I got. I'm. I'm suspect. At that point, Are you? show us your search history. How much porn? How much old porn are you watching? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> prove it. How do you prove it? And look, you don't have to. That's the other thing, right? Is like, fine. Like, do have, you think when fun. someone calls her a gold digger that she's upset about it? Or she's like, no, I get it. <laughs> she's like, no, I get it. You got to get it. You got <laughs> right, to get it. You to. just let that roll. You don't. don't it's got to roll right you off let, you don't. Right. You don't say anything. You don't say anything. Otherwise, yeah, you they can't win. be like, how the dare moment, you call me? This is yeah. love. You got to be like, come on. Now you're yeah. you're hunting for but old wealthy men. Don't say you got a thing for old guys. Don't say that. Don't say that. Nobody, nobody yeah. does. Nobody's got a thing for old guys. Yeah. Look, I, I mean, I, th- I think somebody, you have to be. Like, how would does. you feel? How would you feel if in? I'm assuming your father is close to his seventies. Yeah. Well, how would you feel? In I like, mean, if you, if you're how would you feel like 15 he, years? He is, comes to you when he goes, "Hey, my dad uh, is li- literally third, like almost to the like within two weeks, he is like ex- he's exactly 30 years older than me. So he's not. He's he's 65. So how would you feel if in 20 years? He comes to you all and goes, "Hey guys, I've got a you know I know know your dad's married. Let's pretend he, it's in an alternate universe." Mm-hmm. He comes to you and he goes, "You know, he, gets a, he, gets a, he pulls it. You're he gonna have a, a brother, <laughs> and they, you're sixty. They pull it. They, they, 
<laughs> they pull in like a sister wife or something. Yeah, and <laughs> you're 60. And you're 60, and you're about to have a little brother. <laughs> right? Like, that's got to blow your mind. You got to be like, you can't just be like, oh, yeah, dad's in love. It just is what it is. You have to be like, well, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. How does this work? You've got a kid that's like, old, that's young enough to be my grandchild. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know. Mm, nope. It's a lot. <laughs> so I understand nope. the kids being upset. I get it. If I was 51. Like, you tell me that my, like, you know, my father's about to have a a, a baby. That's my sibling. Like, that, I want nothing to do with this. This is, this is madness. That's, that's gonna go to um, that. That would be the like my one of my favorite memes, which is the Simpsons grandpa walking in, placing the hat, <laughs> walking around, pulling the hat, walking out the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. I don't want. I don't want none of this. I don't want any part of this. That's your world, not mine. Don't know why you did this. But uh, cool. Don't tell them. The, <laughs> what do you do? How does that even work? <laughs> What's the what is the at what point? Let's say I did that. Let's say I was just like, he's like. I had a kid 95. You're 65. I'm like, OK, no. And I just like don't engage whatsoever. Is there any sort of legal process that that kid ends up at my doorstep? That's the question. Yeah, I mean, look, if the if the woman decides, well, now that your dad is gone, I don't want anything to do with this child because you could still put this child up for, you know, whatever. You could get rid of this child because by the time you're, you know, unless your dad makes it to, if he's 95, unless he makes it to 110, really, 118. <laughs> right? Like, no, 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 the kid's no, still a minor. He's, kids gotta get Kids got to get to 18, so he's got to make it to... Uh, yeah. No, no, no. 113. Like 100, 113, right? So yeah. until uh-huh. then, right, I would assume they would, you know, say, hey, well, look, oh, you, you know, God. they put Dude, you down as you the ever, next legal guardian. Have you ever met a 100-year-old? <laughs> no. Have you? I've never met anyone who's 100 years old. I know people who are close, <laughs> I don't I've never think met so. an 100-year-old. Okay. Not, not that I remember. What is, what's the closest you've met somebody? What's the oldest person you've ever met? In their late nineties, like I've got, I've got um, aunts in their who you know mid late nineties. Yeah. Okay. Now imagine that person in another twenty years. Now imagine yeah, that person old, taking man, care of a just, child. Yeah, they just they just look like you know I lived a good life and I'm happy Have to be you alive. Ever, could you just all right? Now now, just think about the conversations you have as like a teenager. With your grandparents. Again, my grandparents now, weren't alive when I was a teenager. Okay, imagine right? like my conversation died, as a like, teenager. All my grandparents were gone when I was like five. But yeah, I'm it. trying to imagine this. Like, you like, know, you've got a 95-year-old like grandparents, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, God, this. Yeah, wow. I, I just I just don't. It's But it's, you're also you're yeah. also talking about the moon because like <laughs> compared to these guys who are like the richest people on the planet. Whatever, it doesn't matter. This isn't they, happening they got, they for the guy who's been retired for thirty years and goes to the same bakery every day, even though he flirts massively with the barista. It's not happening for that guy. But if you're right. Al Pacino, it's possible. You've got twenty year olds who want to have a kid with Al Pacino. Like Elon Musk is still going to be having kids when he's eighty. Hey, you know he because he's got you like twelve punch. kids now. Now I'm trying to imagine that scenario where that guy actually picks up that barista. Hey, you make a mean cup of coffee. Why don't you? Uh, yeah, like you come and they just go. Oh, you you're like a sweet to... old man. Not. Oh man, I'd love to have his baby. <laughs> like it's a totally different stratosphere. 
It's a totally different existence. Doesn't make any sense. Now again, oh maybe we're God. being sexist. Maybe we don't understand love. Would it? Would you, how about the other way around? Oh, so I mean, and now that's happened, right? Like, I mean, there's been who just had a baby in her was it fifties, sixties? Janet Jackson had a baby when she was pretty old. Like, you know, she's in her early sixties, maybe. It's harder. You got the you got the you got to take the pills or whatever, and then you got and yeah, then you have twins. So, like, when you come to like privilege, like, I get why older women will be mad at this. Like, now again, don't blame us. Blame biology. But I can totally understand why if you're like a 79-year-old, you know, if you're Meryl Streep, right? And you're like, I could do what Al Pacino's doing. Like, why do I got to be stuck to my old wrinkly husband? How old is Meryl Streep? 73, right? And she's not even that old. But if you're Meryl Streep and you're like, you know what? She's been married to the same guy for, you know, longer than me and you've been alive. Meryl Streep probably looking at uh, Tom Holland and Zendaya being like, "Uh, if that shit falls apart, I'm going in. Yeah, right? Like, Tom Holland, you're with me. Right? Like, I'm sure he wants to do that. Or some, I mean, find an influencer, right? Like, some male, whatever. What's the what's the Logan, Logan Paul, Paul. kid? <laughs> find that kid, right? Right? Logan Paul. I'm going to, you know. Shit. Logan Paul, I want a kid. Let's do it. Like, Logan it, just, Paul I can see Meryl why Meryl Street. Sheep would be like, this is BS. Like, why does Al Pacino like, get to do this? But when or I say Helen Mirren. Yeah, like, I mean, or Betty White before she died, right? Like, Betty White. Yeah. Oh Besides, you know, I want to have a child with uh, with Hemsworth, <laughs> one of the Hems- with one of the Hemsworth, Which one? not the whoever. There's three doesn't of them. The, the the one that doesn't matter. Any right? anyone but Liam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not Liam or the other guy, the Chris Hemsworth. But what's the other? There's a third Hemsworth. That guy. That one. The one that no one knows. Right. Yeah. I mean, we'd be castigating her, talking about all oh, this is wrong and all oh, you shouldn't be doing this and shouldn't be doing that. But when it's Al Pacino. You know, Al Pacino can Luke have Luke is the kid. other guy. Yeah. Sorry, I meant I meant to say anybody but Luke. Yeah, because everybody forgets Luke. So, so yeah. Look, I mean, I I just want to talk about that because I didn't I didn't hear much commentary other than just the you know the castigating of what's Al Pacino doing having a kid. I just don't understand the motivation. Like, I still want to know if this is an accident or did he plan this? Uh, yeah, I guess because for every eighty-year-old guy, this is like, oh yeah, that's me, yeah, buddy, good work. Like you know they are because like you just get old and you just get gross. What <laughs> for a, whatever reason, you just stop caring about decorum because you're like, dude, oh, also, they're just gonna say I'm an old guy. Like cancel me. I wish you would. Al Pacino wants you to cancel him. Cancel Al Pacino. Dare you? I'm also thinking about that that story that we did a few weeks back with that woman with the guy who had like that, um, like that terminal illness or something. And then the oh, girl's yeah. like, yeah, I broke up with the guy and he was cool with it because all that stuff. Like when you're with a guy who's like in his 80s, <laughs> any day could be the day. Yeah. <laughs> that that, that dude is in a Just situation like that because we're not built. We're not immortal. I mean, and I'm the, looking at Al Pacino. Al Pacino looks old. Like he looks like he's certain, 83. At a certain point, the body is in a persistent state of decay. And guess what? When you're 83, you're on you're, you're on that ride. You're not. Yeah. You, you no matter no no amount of push-ups or crunches or salads is going to bring <laughs> you, you back. Nothing you can do. You are. Yeah, you are on that runaway train. Even even Arnold, a matter and of Sylvester when Stallone, thing- right? Like like those guys are known for just working out, right? They're cranking steroids, they're taking HGH. Yeah. Like Sylvester mm-hmm. Stallone looks good for how how old he is, right? 
But the number of drugs he's pumped into his body to look the way that he does, which still looks like an old guy. Still 76. Times again, he looks great for 76, but he's taken more great under that skin. You can imagine under that. Yeah. I'm just saying that guy that that, that's the runaway train. Like it's going. It's just a matter of when that thing flies off the cliff. (laughs) You don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And then what happens? And now you're left there with this kid, which is great. Maybe you wanted that kid. Cool. But guess what? You're going to be on your own. Uh, which again, like, but you're on your a, own. And but now, and potentially you're going to be on your own at a critical junction point. Exactly. Massive and inheritance. And that's you the well, You get half of Al Pacino's fortune because your child is a baby. That's why and all the point, other people, like you're 50. And Al Pacino's like, nah, you're 50. You're 50. Get it yourself. I and at the take same care time, seven year old, right? Like that's what he's gonna do. Yeah. And then at the same time, you know, it is Al Pacino. He's gotta yeah. have that Al Pacino charm. Yeah. I mean, look. It's, I mean, it's you know, borderline incomprehensible if the Game Awards is anything to go by. <laughs> I mean, look. I mean, if you're a young woman and you're sitting next to arguably one of the greatest actors of generations gone by, and he starts putting some moves on you, I get yeah. it. That's why I can't blame her. I get it. I'm sure he's charming. I'm sure he's got beautiful things. He take, takes you to your house. Look at this Look at this Rembrandt I bought in the 60s. Yeah. You know, me Ooh, and uh, Pablo Picasso used to do blow together. And it's like, man, Al Pacino, <laughs> he's telling great stories, man. And the next thing you know, he's like, ah, oh, you want a little wine from the winery that uh, is Leonardo DiCaprio's wine? Like, he just starts telling you, starts dishing you stories. And next thing you know, you're having his baby. <laughs> I get it. You want a 70, you want a uh, 60 year old wine? I watched them press these grapes. Yeah. (laughs) Like this is from my great, you know, uh, uncle, uncle Pacino in, in Sicily. Like, you know, like wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) I I get it. I get it. And he starts talking about all these people that he met back in the day when he's doing, you know, when he's doing any given Sunday and he meets, you know, Jamie Foxx and, you know, he was already in his sixties. then. (laughs) like, you know. I get you remember it. the Cold War? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. So I, I'm not gonna. I, that's why you're like, well, what about her? It's like, yeah. I would assuming there's some young, there's some women out there going like, this is she's as much to blame here. But at the same time, I get it. I think okay. I think any man who's between the ages of 20 and 83, if Al Pacino took you to his, house, you'd be like, man, this old guy is cool. And you think that's not any different for a 29 year old woman who's hung out with Mick Jagger? Like, come on now. Like, she's living a heck of a life. And Al Pacino starts telling you stuff. And next thing you know, you're having this kid. Okay, so 29, that means she was born in 1994. <laughs> you got to look at what, what, what movie was he starring in in 1994? Yeah, so he didn't have any movies coming out in 94. Because <laughs> he but... was kind of retired. 94, Carlito's Way, Heat. But, what, but when he was in Heat, <laughs> she was one. Oh God! Yeah, I mean, look—you just look at his—you look at his like he, his movies has its own Wikipedia page because when he Al was Pacino. in Scent of a Woman, saying "Hua" <laughs> in nineteen ninety-two, she wasn't, wasn't even a yet. thought. She wasn't born yet. <laughs> she wasn't born yet. And her parents, her parents were probably twenty years younger than him, easy, if not thirty years younger than him. Oh my God. Right? I get it. it's it's an amazing story and I can't stop like it's it's amazing for all sorts of reasons. So yeah, for me I just it's 
again, I can just imagine Al Pacino, like, when she tells him that she's pregnant, what do you think his response is? Hoo-ah! Do you think he, like, <laughs> do you think he just goes, still got it? Like, what do you think? Or do you think he's like, oh, man, yeah. this is amazing. I can't wait to start our lives together. Like, what do you think his Ugh. response is? His response has and, to be, like, like just probably playing it cool. And then you know he calls up he calls up Robert De Niro and he's like, I still got it. <laughs> you know he does because he's Al Pacino. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. He says, hey, Robbie, you said I was shooting blanks. Well, what <laughs> do you think about this? <laughs> yeah, he won. He won an Oscar. Oh, no, wait, wait. He won a Golden Globe for I'm trying to figure out when did he win. Did he win an Oscar for Scent of a Woman? He did. He won yeah. an Academy Award in 1993 for Scent of a Woman. She wasn't. Yeah. He's He was nominated for mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and won one before she was born. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. His <laughs> career was basically kind of, he was already an established actor. His career was kind of over. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. But again, I, I don't. I think if you're the guy and you're listening, is going like, yeah, that it's not cool. No, thank you. No, thank you at all. I'm I'm good. Yeah. Look, man, that's uh, that's Hollywood, right? That's uh, yeah, it's weird life. God damn. All right. So look, we've we've gone. I said we're gonna do a short episode. It's late for you. I don't care. It's almost I'm two fun. in the morning. I'm having fun. It's fun. I'm 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 alive. It's good. I'm I'm still I'm not fading. Surprisingly, if, I didn't if, realize it was like one a.m. A few films I want to talk about that I've watched. Yeah, I got a few too. So, right I list. watched 80 for Brady. <laughs> oh, Did wow. I talk about Didn't... this? No. I watched 80 for Brady. If you know anything about this film, 80 for Brady is about the amazing year, the comeback story of when Tom Brady beat the Atlanta Falcons. I think it was 2018, I think. They'd come back from down 24, and it stars. I'm going to read these names. If you know nothing about this movie, you're going to be like, what is this about? It stars <laughs> Sally Field, who's yeah, the yeah, youngest yeah. here. I know exactly. She's what not it's even about. 80. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jane Fonda, who I must mm-hmm. say looks fantastic. If Jane Fonda was going to tell oh, me that me. she's having a child, I'd believe her. Yeah, she always looks great. She looks great. I'd believe her. Mm-hmm. Rita Moreno and Lily. Hey Tomlin. Jane, you looking for a you looking for a young uh, virile man? Give me a <laughs> shout. <laughs> so, so this movie isn't. It's about it's about a group of eighty year olds and one seventy year old, and one of the women has cancer, or she had cancer and got over it, and they became fans of the New England Patriots because it was randomly on television. And they love Tom Brady, right? Tom Brady's their guy. He's cute. He's amazing. Based on a true story. Yeah. It's based on a true story of these Mm -hmm. women who got together and would watch Tom Brady play football on Sundays. And so this movie is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever watched. But I'd be lying if I didn't say I slightly enjoyed it. I'll never watch it again. But, you know, it was only an hour and 39 minutes. Quick watch. So it wasn't like two hours and you know two hour two hours and thirty minutes. You're like, oh god, I get it. Just just get to the end. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Guy Fieri's in it. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? He's in it. He's 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 doing a wing contest, wing eating contest. He's in it. He's a major part of the storyline. One of the women leaves the tickets at the contest, and she's got to find Guy Fieri. He's in a porta potty, and they got to okay. find him. <laughs> oh god. 
this is ridiculous. It is. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to watch something completely ridiculous, and mm-hmm. you you look at the end and go, "Why did I watch this?" It's this movie, okay. but it's not awful. I've watched worse movies. I got through it. It's only an hour and forty minutes. So, so watch eighty for Brady. And two other movies that I watched. I watched Polite Society yesterday. Do you know anything about Polite Society? I do. I want to see this. It's apparently awesome. Yes. But go ahead. Polite Society is great. It's great. So it's this, it's I, I believe her name is Nita Manzor, is the way to pronounce her name. It's her first directorial debut in a feature film. This movie is also an hour and 44 minutes. If you can get a theme here, if you get me in and out in two hours, give me a good review. <laughs> generally because i'm in and out right. you got me in you right got on. me out i'm good so this cool. movie is about a young woman young i believe she's of indian descent but i might be wrong there like i think it's middle eastern descent as well um because i think the guy's pakistani but basically okay. it's about a young woman who wants to be a stunt woman right it's like yeah. everything about her like she's taking videos of herself she's doing kicks she's doing karate classes and she's got an older sister who's an artist and she drops out of art school and it's kind of their relationship as the older sister gets, you know, there's a there's a guy that she meets at this party at an arranged marriage party. And she gets engaged to this guy. So the younger sister, of course, is like, there's got to be something wrong here. This doesn't seem right. And it goes through the whole sort of story of, of you know, the, that's the whole plot line, basically, without spoiling anything. So it's great. This movie's a lot of fun. I like the way that it was filmed. Like there are some some of the stunts and some of the action sequences. They're done in a way that, you know, you can tell that they're on wires, but it's done in a way that it's supposed to just add to the story. Like it's not like you're gonna take it seriously. Like it's a bit of the comedy there. Um, this movie's great. I hope it gets a sequel because it's kind of hinting at a sequel. Um nice. this movie's really well done. It's got a heartwarming story. I highly recommend you go see this film. It's great. I yeah, think I'm gonna, again, I'm gonna it's, it's not everything everywhere all at once, right? Like it's not it's not well put together that way where you're like, I don't know what this is, but whoa, this is nuts, right? Like it kind of just gets to the point a little faster. So I don't think it's going to end up winning a bunch of things, but this movie's really, really good. Um, and yeah, I hope this I hope the director gets a sequel with a bigger budget yeah. and some other stuff in it. That'd be cool. So yeah, I loved I loved watching this movie. It was a lot of fun. Um, this is a movie I would watch again. Um, just for the fun right, of it. Cool. So yeah, it was good. It's a good movie. Hopefully, it's. Uh, I don't think it's playing in theaters anymore. At least if it is going to be tough to find it. But uh, at least, especially this week. This week's going to be chaos for me. But um, I think hopefully it'll be on the plane. That'd be good. It I'll might watch be. It on the yeah. Way. yeah. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. This is this yeah. is good. This is a good movie. I yeah recommend if you find it, you can watch it on a plane. That's fine. It's an hour and forty four minutes. You can get in, get out. Great. The last movie I watched that I'll talk about. Mm-hmm. John Wick Four. Yeah. Have you seen John Wick 4? No. You you are you a John Wick fan? I mean, it's kind of like it it's a lot for me. That's the problem. I saw the first one. It was good. Is it the violence that gets you? Like, yeah. like what what makes yeah, it a lot? Exactly. Yeah, it's the, it's the violence. It's too Cuz again, this is extremely violent. Yes, exactly. I I love the fact that it's very clear that someone gave like Keanu Reeves a page of like the outline of the plot. Mm-hmm. And he just said, "Yeah, I got you." <laughs> Because I would argue the best part about this movie isn't necessarily John Wick. It's everything that's happening around John Wick. Right. Like, the like world. he's the set piece. He's the action set piece. And again, the story doesn't really make too much sense. Like it does, but it doesn't. It's it's exactly what you expect from a John Wick movie. Like it's pretty straightforward. John Wick has to go, you know, someone's trying to kill John because he's killed a bunch of people. 
And he's got to go through to find how he can kill this guy because he's just like, what are you going to do? He's like, kill them all, right? Like, it's John Wick, right? That's what you expect him to say. What are you, what, what, you know, hey, John, what are you going to do? Uh, you know, I'm going to find him and have a great discussion with him. Uh, you know, I'm going to have a big, I'm going to expound all of these feelings. It's like, no, I'm going to go kill him. And that's what I'm going to do. Um, there's some awesome looking set pieces in this film. The, there's a whole sequence in Osaka that happens at the beginning of the film. Awesome. There's a whole sequence that happens in Paris around the, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's a famous thing. I don't know much about France, but there's the big, the thing that looks like the thing in Brooklyn <laughs> when you're driving down the street, the big arch. Sure. I don't know what the arch is called in France. Someone's yelling at me right Ar- now. It's the like arch, one of the, the most arch famous triumph? arches the in arch the world. Tri- the whatever. arch of triumph? The arch of triumph? Sure. I think so. Yeah. So, you know, freedom, yeah, sure. whatever, France. Yeah. There's yeah. a whole sequence that happens there. But again, it's, three it's ridiculous. Three of them in New York. It's three. John, John Wick is the, he's the impossible, untouchable white man. But it's great. But I love it. Yeah. Lance Riddick, rest in peace, is in this film for a little while. Mm. Um, but the star of this to me is Donnie Yin. That guy's that guy's always amazing. He's awesome. He's that's awesome. In this talk, movie. You talk about someone who's like, you know, when do you, when do you start that descent into, you know, when you when do you go over that, I mean, over the hill basically, right? He he's he's not over yet. That guy is still no. on the climb. And he's gotta be in his sixties. Right. Yeah. Like it's crazy. He's awesome. He's awesome. He's fifty nine. Right? He's fifty nine. Yeah, looks I've watched incredible. one of the I one of the IP It Man's, whatever you want to call it. Awesome it films. Man. That's right. It Man. Yeah. This this it's awesome. Right. Like he to me makes this film. Like you could make a John Wick spinoff with just this guy, and I'm in. Um, he's great. He makes the movie for me. Um yeah, it's it's great. Like again, if you like John Wick, you're gonna see this. Like it's it's the best out of the John Wick films, I would argue. Like the first one's really good. I would say I the third one I need to watch again. I watched on the airplane and I was kind of like, okay, like fine. But this one, I mean, there's some pieces in this thing that you're just like, all right, that's that's fun. That's good cinematography. That's great. Like it's kind of it goes through the video game villain arc of oh, okay, we're at the next boss. Like it it has it has a whole overhead hotline Miami style of him going through a house with this like shotgun that fires like incinerary bullets so it lights people on fire. And it's great. It I sat there watching it go, this is Hotline Miami, just from a John Wick movie. It's awesome. Um so yeah, great movie. If you like this type of movie, you're gonna see it anyways. I don't like if you want a story and you want Keanu Reeves to show you his emotions, don't watch this. If you want to see a bunch of people shoot people and swing swords and stuff and say cool one-liners about, like, you know, wearing bulletproof suits. Like, the fact that he uses his suit as a shield for bullets is amazing. He, like, puts his arm up with the suit jacket. (laughs) It's like, yeah, that sounds, that makes sense. Why not? It's great. It's great. So, yeah, this. So, Wonder Woman will do it. Why can't, why can't Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Like, again, he's a superhero. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So, yeah. So, those are the films I watched. Obviously, watched some television. Finished uh, Succession. Uh, I'm gonna say is one of the top five shows of all time. Um, nice, especially just given like the dialogue and the writing. Like it's ridiculous. It's a comedy. It's a tragedy. It's Shakespeare. It's all that. Um, the last thing I want to talk about because I'm assuming you watched the end of Ted Lasso as well. I did. Don't spoil it because we got some people. I don't want to spoil listen, it, but but we'll. But talk your about general it, yeah. thoughts. I, I've got some interesting thoughts on Ted Lasso. Uh, I liked it. I I liked the ending. I think the season. You know, in retrospect, had some really high highs. It definitely had a little bit of filler. But when you have a show like this that's just like has such a great 
group of characters that you just want as much as possible. It's like even the filler stuff is fun because you just enjoy spending time with it. I thought the the weakest part of this whole season was anything around the Keeley character. So whatever she was around, I'm like, this kind of sucks. And the fact that they kept her separated from what is it? Hannah Waddingham. What's her name? The, uh, the one who plays the yeah, boss. The, the, the one everyone loves. The boss. The one. Rebecca. The the team. Right? Yeah. 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 Like keeping them separated from most of the season was brutal because their dynamic is so good. Yeah. And that and thankfully the last few episodes like dialed back the Keeley stuff. So that was good. But um, yeah, I, I, I really like the way it ended. I thought it hit all the the good emotional beats that you wanted it to. It didn't like kind of cheese out where it had some opportunities to. Um, and yeah, I overall, I mean, the ending was pretty obvious where things were going to go with Ted. So that was all good. And yeah, yeah I, I just, I enjoyed it. You know, every episode of this is just like, every time you watch the show, it just feels like a nice warm hug. It's not, it's not meant to be like thought provoking or anything like that. You no. get some of those moments, but, um, yeah, I, I overall really enjoyed it. I liked it. And and look, I'd argue that they they got caught between exactly what you explained, right? Like the warm hug of this, right? Because Ted Lasso to me sums up like television in the pandemic. Because this thing came out in the middle. Like this was, I believe, this was like an SNL skit, wasn't it? Ye- no, like, it Ted was Lasso a, was a character. It was, a it was like a funny or die or something. It was it something. Was a Bud Light commercial. It was a Bud Light commercial. So it was something, right? Where it's like, oh, it's an American yeah. football coach that goes and does soccer, right? Like that's the gag. Like, like, like we get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was thirty minutes. It was a sitcom. It was a fish out of water. It's whoa! Look at this American guy with good old Midwestern values in London, right? It was like, all right, so how do we keep doing this? And it's like, all right, so that's going to run out of steam eventually because, like, the oh, fish out of water thing just isn't as funny anymore. And so they start bringing the other characters in season two. And that was fun, right? Because you get to explore those characters and their problems and all that stuff. And the end of season two, now, again, if you plan on watching Ted Lasso, fast forward, like, five minutes, right? The whole season two ends with the, the dude, Nate, becoming the bad guy, right? Where before I'd argue that the bad guy was the the owner the first season. She hires Ted as a joke to destroy the team. Rupert. Oh, you yes. mean oh, you mean Rebecca. Yeah, you mean Rebecca was the Yeah, she guy. she's yeah, the antagonist okay. that then Ted wins over, right? And the whole reason of season two was that you're kind of forming Nate into this villain because Nate's got all of these deep emotional issues and no one respects him for the brilliant mind that he is. And he's waiting for Ted to castigate him in some way, and Ted just doesn't do it. And the way that resolves is so unsatisfying to me. Mm. Being such a big part of the end of season two, where you watch the end of season two, you're like, okay, we've formed another villain, right? Like we've formed something that will play out over season three, come to a big crescendo, positive, negative, whatever, right? Like I wanted to see what that turned into. And without spoiling it, it turned into nothing. Like, it turned into a monologue between Beard and him at the end of the second to last episode. And then that was it. And to me, that's the biggest downside of this. Like, it just, it lacked, you built this guy, and he's such a great actor. That dude that plays Nate is a really good actor. Nick Muhammad. Yeah. He's great. 
And for yep. the character that was playing, the sheepish guy that's got, you know, there's a bit of cultural values. And I, I was just like, okay, this is cool. This is like a very uniquely, you know, UK British thing that they're playing here with a guy that's kind of too good to be true in Ted, right? Mm-hmm. And it just kind of dissolved. And it dissolved in a way that a lot of stuff just happened off for as for as long as these episodes were, right? It went from 30 minutes to like an hour each episode at the end. Yeah. And they like couldn't find the time to properly kind of have that be the main storyline. Really disappointed me towards the end. Because you're right, they spent a lot of time on cute. They spent a lot of time on other stuff that I was like, I just don't think it wasn't was as important to what you had built up over season two. They spent a lot of time on that for it just to dissolve. So yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the warm hug of it. I enjoyed watching it and going like, oh, that's cute. For like the for like the pieces that they were in each episode. But looking back on it, I was just like you know, I don't think Ted Lasso will be remembered as as a great of a television show as I really believe it was in the first two seasons. First two seasons, you're like, hey, you got to watch this. This show's great. Yeah. I don't necessarily know if I would recommend that. Or I would argue at this point, they're probably going to make a spinoff series with all these other characters, and this will become its own universe. Because <laughs> that's what happens, right? Because yeah. there's enough characters there that could have their own universe and their own shows and still be entertaining. Yeah. I guess I, I could... I disagree to a certain extent based on because I get it. Like I hear people talk about the whole like the Nate storyline and that kind of stuff and how they do it in season three. I actually thought it was pretty good the way they did it just because it was all chip away, chip away, chip away. Like the whole thing is like he was never really a. Yeah, what he did at the end was bad because he just he was just like a guy driven by like insecurity and like never really acceptance and that kind of stuff. And then he found a way to find that acceptance right so or like found that security like one of the the biggest theme some of the biggest themes of the shows are like is like father and fathers and sons right and right, that exactly was yeah. the and it, so the turning point was a moment between nate and his dad because you see the, all those all those encounters in the prior seasons right and then you see how things progress in this one and how things change because that's the turning point not the not the point with um you know that you mentioned so that's the thing it's like i i don't want to i'm not going to spoil it but it's just like there's no it's a good point you you see the differences yeah. between his relationship there the relationship between jamie and his dad then i mean the whole thing of ted and his son like that's the whole driving point of arguably the whole series itself yeah. and and that's Ted's so, whole point right it's that pull yeah. for him and what that relationship means with his own family and the way he's exactly. coped with things right like the whole mr nice guy is a, is a total coping coping mechanism which you find out kind of in the first season when he starts to have panic attacks and it's like that's oh, a, yeah okay. and in the second season yeah. when he admits how you know his how his dad basically yeah went out so yeah it's like that's that's kind of how it works i think it stayed true to the themes that's why I feel like it would have been good to see more of that stuff. To your point, yeah, I would have liked to see more of that neat development because there's stuff there. Yeah, for such for an just hour long antagonist. Again, it's like I go back yeah. to the Keeley thing. Like, I like her as a character, but the characters are best when they're interacting with the other characters that we like. Yeah. So the fact that it's her doing her own thing and with some with other character that we and, just didn't need. Right, yeah, like, I, I exactly. get it for her own development that it needed it, but not for the overall. Like, I, like I'm totally with you. Like, we spent how many hours? Because it was an hour each episode, if not longer, 
And you look back and you go, man, there was a lot of wasted time in those episodes that could have been used towards the other stuff that you spent two seasons setting up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest issue is like there's there's was a bit too much fluff in this. Um, but overall, I was still I was still pretty happy with the way and everything. Yeah, again, I, went, I didn't so. I, I wasn't I would just say I was disappointed with Nate specifically because I just thought that was such a great there's so many themes in there that I thought were also very relatable to people who yeah. are like, hey, I've earned this, right? Like I've put in the effort, I put in the work, and then you come along with this nice guy attitude and you kind of throw me into this because you don't know what you're doing. And and I need for someone to recognize this, and nobody does. So I, you know, the the hate and the vitriol that I feel towards that, that's totally misplaced. And the fact that they didn't let him work through that on screen, and instead you get kind of a lot of this filler. I'm just like, man, what a waste of a good actor, and what a waste of a good story that you spent two seasons building. And I just wonder what happened there. Because I'm like, man, you could have really dedicated a couple of full episodes of that, of showing some of the stuff that happened off screen, on screen. And I think it would have been really touching and a bit of that warm hug of showing forgiveness and showing how you realize that, yeah, sure, there's always somewhere greener that you can go, but then you get there and you realize some of the things that aren't you and that you are part of this, 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 you know, you were formed by this nice guy kind of fish out of water thing because you are, you are that as well, right? You're not the other thing that you thought you were. And I didn't just like that. A lot of that stuff just happened off screen. Yeah. And they come yeah. in and go, Hey, so we fixed it. And you're just like, whoa, what? I wanted to see that. <laughs> so, so yeah. Anyways, yeah, I, I just, that, yeah, for me, it just took a thing, notch right? down from being this great show to just, it was good. And I enjoyed it. So when you say they fixed it, that was the thing. It's like, you notice the reaction. It basically implied that no one ever thought it was really broken. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was the other thing. That's the other way I looked at it, where it's like, they kind of forgive him immediately, but yeah. he ran away. Like, that's how it worked. Like you yeah. see that at the end of season two and it's just like, oh, if he just said something like that's it's the classic thing in most of these in most of these things where it's like, you know, if you just talked about it. Yeah, if you just communicated, <laughs> it's like, yeah, life, exactly. Right. But that's the thing. It goes back to that kind of insecurity and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, so look, I, was, I enjoyed so. it, but I, I would just say season three to me was and again, expectations. Right. Season one to me. I so, remember I, I remember watching this just randomly and I was like, whoa, I was not expecting this to be as great. In a world of television that was full of succession and billion and all these shows, you're like, people are terrible. Like succession, every single person is an awful human being. They're all terrible mm-hmm. people. Yep. And you get to this and you go, This is a genuinely nice guy. Yep. And you're watching this and you're going, Man, this just feels like good television. I feel good after I watch an episode of this. It's fun. And then kind of seeing it turn into this big phenomenon that everyone loves and it being a letdown is just because the expectations were super high for me of how like, man, you've done everything perfect. How are you going to keep doing it? And it just didn't live up to my own expectations. So, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. All right. So real quick movie side. I watched Dungeons and Dragons. I watched that as well, theaters. actually. That was cool. Well, you talked about it yeah. last episode. Did I? So okay. Finally... Just making sure. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I basically dug it. Really liked it. Yeah. It's cool. Um, I've watched, uh, basically would recommend it, all the stuff that you said. All accurate. Lots of fun. Um, Fast 10. I saw, oh, I saw Fast 10. It. Need to see it. Fast X. You got to see it so we can talk about it. Okay. Um, it's really stupid and a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, Jason, apparently there's a new beef with uh, Vin Diesel and Jason Momoa because he's mad that, that people like Jason Momoa so much. Of course. That I means what um, happened with The Rock, right? The same yeah, thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, dude. Yeah. Again, I, 
People keep saying, yeah, Vin Diesel knows what's up and how these movies are treated. It's like, no, he doesn't have a fucking clue. Because if he did, he would respect the fact that these people are saving his movies by being yes. so goofy and that that's the fun part. Yes, that these are yes, actors who can Jason who Momoa, make a lot of money. Yeah. Jason Momoa is bonkers in this yes, movie. Yes, of course he is, because that's and The Rock was bonkers. Like that's what and you it's do. You show up perfect. And you're like, you're like, oh, this is fun. I get to do silly stuff. And Vin Diesel's like, this isn't silly stuff. This is serious business. And they're like, bro, like, look at me. <laughs> like, I'm I'm in this movie doing ridiculous stuff. And Vin Diesel's like, well, no, this is part of the character development. Like, he just, he's taking this way too seriously. So, also, yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> is, they said this was a part one, I guess, to a two-parter. But yes. I don't know if part two is actually in development. So... I don't know what's actually going to happen. Like the next movie I'm going to talk about is Spider-Man. Yeah. Which, the, which was originally supposed to be Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. And then they changed it to just Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. So that, and then when Beyond the Spider-Verse comes out in March of next year, that'll basically be the end, hopefully, of the trilogy. And then they stop because they could just let something be great as it is. Right. This movie, Fast 10 has one of the most egregious cliffhangers of anything I've ever seen. Huh. And we don't know when the next one's coming out. <laughs> How do you do that? And now Vin Diesel's like, I'm thinking it's going to be a trilogy. It's like, bro, you're going to lose your whole cast because of everybody you're pissing off. Like, stop yeah, pissing I mean, people off. Just finish the goddamn movie. Yeah, and Don't make this a thing, trilogy. Right? Like, make yeah. this one more part end the story and then just go away <laughs> go away like, and he, make like a new riddick thinks, movie or something you can't help these yourself. movies because these movies make so much money and they're getting so much budget he legitimately he will be the downfall of this of this franchise right like he just will be because he just can't get out of his own way and yeah they just need to finish it and to me vin diesel just stands in the way of it like again but i think you have to put up with it right you got to put up with it because he's the face of this thing if it wasn't for him, this thing wouldn't have existed, right? Because everyone was done with Fast and the Furious movies. And to his credit, he kept chipping away to make this thing happen. So I, I get it. I get that this is his baby. This is the thing that he will most be known for. Where Jason Momoa and The Rock and all these other people are going to be known for other stuff, right? Like every other person in this, other than maybe <laughs> Tyrese, <laughs> is going to be known for something else, I guess right? Like they're not known for rapper. Fast and the Furious movies. They're known for other stuff. So I get it. I get why those two specifically just they're you know they 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 they've got their hands too much in this thing and but it's because it's their legacy really like nothing else is going to be Vin Diesel or Tyrese's legacy but this um, yeah so yeah no well, that's cool again I plan on seeing it it's like, fun yeah seems fun. like I said it's really really dumb um so I'm really excited to see uh, to hear what you think um and then last on the movie front I saw Spider Man. So I yeah, and I'm going to tell you very hard. Do not spoil this thing for me because I think well, I'm last, not going to spoil it. The, the, the last one I watched, I talked about how this is the greatest animation made film I've ever seen. <laughs> so don't don't spoil it. My expectations are high. I need to go see it. With, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to say that if you like the first one, especially from the animation perspective, like, yep. dude, this is going to blow your mind. All right, yeah. <laughs> Good. That's, you, that's what I want. You're, you're going to love this shit. Visually, it's unbelievable from the first from literally the first scene you're gonna be like oh we're doing some cool shit here yeah they uh 
it, it's awesome. The way they double down on all of like the animation techniques and the way they expand it to the multiple like new characters they introduce. It's really, really cool how they how they expand what they've done in the first one. It is half of a movie. And that's the biggest knock I have against it. But even then, there are like complete through lines that I think get nicely wrapped up. And then it tees up the next one. That's the biggest flaw against it is just to set you up. You're not getting a complete movie here. But at least, you know, the follow up is coming in less than a year in like nine months. Yeah, that's cool. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, I've got two movies to see. I'll say no more than that. But I will say it's it's very good. It's very well done. Um, And it's also not as egregious a cliffhanger as like Dune was. That yeah. was yeah, yeah, yeah. That, which is that was rough. which again. I still, I still love Dune. Oh man! Oh, it's beautiful. Oh. It's beautiful, but that shit's just like yeah. It's, all right, it's you're ready to yeah. you're ready to get the plot going. Yeah, too bad. Movie over. What? Wait, yeah, exactly. what? Over. Nothing Tune happened next time. Yeah, nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, nothing happened except for some really awesome sequences and some really awesome sound design. But it's, it's like, like yeah, pretty but... shit. We showed you cool yeah. shit, and yeah. uh, Dave Batista yelled, and then yeah. all right, great. <laughs> uh anyway. Um, all right, last thing to talk about. Yes. Zelda. Yes. Um, how much have you played? Quite a bit. I am at my second character. Is that the best way to describe it? Yeah, I mean, there's, well, there's like, uh, there's like anomalies. There's like four anomalies. Yeah, so I'm at the second, the second anomaly of my choosing. I'm in the desert. That's all I'll say. I don't want to spoil it, but I'm in the desert. That was the, I just started that. Yep. Okay. Um, cool. The first one I did, I was in the I was in the air. I did that one first. It was cold, and I was in the air. Um, that whole thing, it it gave me the the vibes of of that God of War sequence that I always talk about. Oh we yeah. Drop sure. into that thing, and I was just like, All right, excited this is cool. I was yeah. like, Yeah, this is. I'm excited. This is fun. Like this is this is this is cool. This is why this is why I play video games. I want to see stuff that is interactive and visually appealing even though this game is not as visually appealing as a ps5 game it doesn't matter because it's great um yeah this is i'd argue this is one of the best games i've played in a long time now there are some frustrations i don't like building stuff i don't like it it takes a lot of time it's tedious i don't like it but when you finish building it and then you're running around doing crazy stuff it's fun but I will just say that the building stuff I find a little tedious, especially when I want to pick up and play and do some stuff. It's a lot of these extra things that I got to do when I got to like suck myself through the floor and all that. Like it's just a lot. So that's my only complaint. But I think some of that's just because I'm old. Yeah. But it's great. Um, I've done. So I did one anomaly. I did the desert anomaly. And I uh, and. <laughs> I'm like over 40 hours into this game. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 one of the biggest games I've ever played. And to I honest, like I feel like I haven't even scratched the surface literally because there's a whole stuff underground that I haven't even yeah. I've, like went down there for five minutes and then went back up. And I'm like, man, that's a whole thing on its own. Now, I've said this. I know I've said this twice in the last few years. I've said it when I played Psychonauts and I hit a certain point. I'm like this, that, then. And I said it, which I I kind of cooled off a bit on Psychonauts 2. I still think that's an excellent game and really great, but it's not, it didn't quite stick around in my memory or stay as strong as it was, but it's still an awesome game. It's just not one of the all times. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, I said it about that. 
that's easily one of my favorite games of all time. And that will remain as my favorite as one of my favorites of all time because that's good. I don't know if Zelda is one of my personal favorite games of all time. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is one of the best games ever made. Yeah. <laughs> like it's good. It's good. it's unbelievable <laughs> how good this thing is. I cannot fathom it. Breath of the Wild, I liked it a lot. I was not crazy about Breath of the Wild. I cannot stop playing Tears of the Kingdom. I love almost everything about this game. The biggest problem I have against it is that the controls took about 10 hours for me to actually get used to. And I still make errors when trying yeah. to figure out when I'm like hitting the wrong buttons um, because it's a little overly complicated. And Nintendo just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, You're like going to play the game their way. Is infuriating. It. Like it's infuriating yeah. how I have to throw items quickly. Like I have yeah. to throw my sword first and then pick an item. And I'm like, why do I have to do this? Why is there not a better way to it's, select an item? It's and throw madness. It? Yeah, you have to go into throw mode. Yeah, yeah. There's some stupid shit. You can only run, you can only switch the run and the jump buttons, which is crazy because it's like, why? Why can't, so that means you have to, if you want to run and move the camera, you have to be in the claw grip. The, are there any other problems? Uh, No. The the, the, the shield (laughs) surfing thing is a little, like, again, I just find, again, I just think because I'm old. Like it's control just like it's issues too many things I have are to a little remember. too complicated. Yeah, that's the worst thing I could say about this game. Everything, everything else, story is unbelievable. Like, like you mentioned the building problem. I'm not building these crazy ass contraptions that people are building. I'm yeah. building shit for like utility. But here's the thing: there is an ability that I found pretty early on that is that does auto build. I didn't so know that. You can yeah. What? <laughs> what? There's so, an auto build. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Teach yeah. me. Okay. Teach it me is, now. How do I do I've, it? I've spent a lot of time in the underground, and there's a lot of cool shit down there. And oh. uh, early on, I stumbled upon the auto build, which allows you to recall things that you built in the past, favorite things that you want. <gasps> And find schematics for new <gasps> stuff. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. I was like, holy shit. This is a thing? Awesome. Awesome. Oh, I'm reading this now. I have to go into the depths. All right, I'm doing this after we call. get into this call. I got to get auto-built. Because that's the only thing that's that's the only thing that's <laughs> annoying me. Like, it's not a problem. It's just, I want to pick up a game and play it for an hour. And then it's like, you got to build this. And I'm like, oh, I got to build it for 30 minutes. Oh, I got to rotate the thing and rotate it in. Oh, stick it. Oh, no, it put the wrong area. Let me shake it off. And then, oh, the whole thing breaks. Oh, God, what am I yeah. doing? Okay, yeah, the auto build's awesome because like, I, I don't have a horse. Okay, no problem. I built a shitty car before. I'll just build this. Done. Oh, got a car. <laughs> it's an auto build. Okay. So this might be the greatest game of all time once I get this auto build because then I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I'm fully in. Yeah. Like, the... I, I was playing a sequence before where there's like these sky islands, like because you got you got three layers of this enormous world. You have the underground as we talked about. You got the main ground, which is from the original game. Then you got the um, and then you got the sky islands, which are like 
the the traversal that you have, like gliding on these things and trying to figure out how to get from one island to the next, and then you attach a rocket to a platform so you can blast over to this other island. And then all of a sudden, I go to the other side of this big sphere-looking thing, and I see an entryway. And then all of a sudden, inside of that, there's a whole crazy puzzle that I have to do to get it to unlock a shrine that gets me it. Like, this is some of the most imaginative, it coolest is. shit. It is. This is like Discovery Central. Like, it is... You know, leading up to this game, I was just like, ah, Breath of the Wild is fine. I want the, but give me traditional Zelda. This is just like an enormous traditional Zelda dungeon because everything relies around these abilities and they'll give you certain things that you can use that will give you the ability to solve the thing in that moment or. You could do whatever you want and break the system if you want, or you find another yeah, that's way to what do I, it. You can play and the that's game what's your so way. cool about this. You can you play, can play the way. game your way, or you could play the game their way, because they have a way. Yeah. And the tools are so good. Like anytime you go into a um a shrine, <clears throat> the shrine is clearly articulated. Like there's a two-word thing around each shrine about how you're really quote unquote supposed to do it, but sometimes you don't have to do it that way. It's like, oh yeah, you can find another way. It's like the amount of ways that you could use the powers that they have in this are so good. They don't breath of the wild doesn't hold a candle to the, to this game as far as no, it doesn't, how, as far as that's uh, the abilities right. go. And yeah. the world in this game is so huge, yeah, but simultaneously huge. so dense with the amount of stuff that's in it. You will always find something to do. It never feels vacant. And that I remember in breath of the wild, a lot of it just felt empty. This does not feel empty at all you're always discovering something and there's always something at the end and it is always rewarding like this game is so good i cannot believe it like i said leading up to it i they kept talking about the building they kept talking about crafting like i don't give a shit about any of that but i get it all of it works beautifully and it works the ability the most underrated ability that you sometimes forget that you have the ascend ability is so insane <laughs> how it works because you could literally be in the underground area and yeah, and just suck yourself zip up. It's cool. <laughs> right up to the top area, and you're like, "What? How did that even work?" Yeah. Again, this this game is again. I'm I'm with you. As you explain this, I'm like, yeah, like this is for someone you know for people being afraid of AI and like like this is some of the most only like this is a really creative thing that I don't think you can just come up with. Like the number of games that are going to rip off of this, because again, it's one of the most creative things I've played in a long, long time. It's awesome. It's great. And there's just that Nintendo magic that just holds it all together. I mean, the yeah. the style, the presentation. You're on a console that's six years old, yeah. a six year old console, and the game is like not really technically, you know, it's not looking like outstanding, but it yeah. looks so good. There's still something Style that you can take in. You're not getting yeah. like a 4K sharp thing, but there's still an incredible draw distance that you could see that little glimmer of the of a shrine in the distance. You could tag it with your telescope and be like, man, I'm going to mark that thing because I got to get there next. It's like the the structure of the game. It's like you create your own carrots and then you can follow it. And even if you're not going along the main court, the main path, you always are going towards something. And there's always a goal to head towards that'll help you progress further. And it's like, it, it's it's really unbelievable in what they've accomplished. Like I I cannot yep. believe what this game is and how like you want to talk about the expectation thing. My expectations are like it's going to be more Breath of the Wild. 
that was my they've made something well. because again i i think i like breath of the wild better than you now fair enough right i played that game i had a bunch totally. of time off i sat down and played that game nonstop every single day for about a month like nonstop. like like, like it was my job <laughs> i sat there and played that game it was a lot of fun i had a lot of early morning we like oh this is cool this is creative that's fun yeah 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 this game i've not had as much time but again, I'm just looking at this thing. Going, I'm going to play this thing for the next year because of how deep this is. Like, yeah. there's so much crap to do. Where I'm just like, and that's why I'm trying not to rush through stuff because, like, you could easily just go to the anomalies and try to finish the story. But like, yeah, yeah. like now that you just said that, there's all like, I'm going to go down to the depths and probably spend two weeks down there <laughs> at the rate I'm playing the game. Like, it just, it just is. Yeah, so yeah it's cool, man. And, it's it's great game. You, just, um, you know, it's, I say that knowing it, my hope was I was like, oh, I'm gonna play Diablo, but I'm like, oh man, I don't have time to play that because I'm gonna keep playing this. This is the only game I'm playing. It's the mm. only game I'm playing. I want to play Planet of Lana. I want to play. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in Diablo, but I, Zelda's the only thing I'm playing. I'm playing at home. I'm playing it on the go. It's like, goddamn, man. It, it's yeah. it's almost like a miracle game that this thing even exists, and it works so well. Everything works. Nintendo. The only patches Nintendo's really made is because of these duplication glitches that some people have found. So, yeah. and I don't know why they're impassioned out. It's like, who gives a shit? It's a single player game, but whatever, that's on them. So yeah, this thing is great. And Breath of the Wild, you know, I've mentioned it before that that is a game that felt like you had to, it gave you back as much as you put it, mm. you know? And this is a game that to an extent that still holds, but it's a lot easier you, they will put stuff in front of you way more often than they ever did in Breath of the Wild. Like the the little things at the corner of your eye, there's always something there. There's always something to find. It's just like for a world that's so huge, it's also so incredibly dense with stuff that mm. it just kind of elevates the formula that they made with Breath of the Wild to to make this thing. And it is, it's magic. It's like, it's a magical game. Like I, I don't have a better way to explain it. It's like, I love Xenoblade to Chronicles three because uh, what elevated that game. I mean, yeah, I love that combat. I, I love it, but you know, I love a good RPG. It was the, it was the stories. It was a story, the characters, the music, the gameplay, all of that coming together. This game is just like, this is pure gameplay magic. And I don't, <laughs> It's one of the all times. This this game gives me like Deus Ex vibes. Like it reminds me why I love the original Deus Ex, why that game is my favorite game of all time. I get like, I've heard some people talk about this game as like an immersive sim at times. And they're absolutely true. You could do anything any way you want. If you could think about it and you can make it work, it'll work. If you, there's nothing in the game that doesn't work the way you expect it to. It's insane and if you go online and you see the shit that people are doing yeah that's the thing people it are doing is ridiculous stuff and i'm just like oh that's why i was like man am I, should i get into this like the building thing i really don't like but like yeah people are building like i'm really never gonna do this stuff yeah. i'm never gonna do that stuff i i mean i i have zero interest in doing that stuff yeah all i'm doing right now is like i'm looking for shit i'm really trying to grind out to try to find like new armor now i found a means to like strengthen my armor i'm like this is awesome so i'm doing all that shit because the game's hard like this game's hard. Yeah, it's not easy. I've died a lot, and yeah, because I'm an old man, right? So, so I'm I like, also, I'm yeah. hunting shrines. I've I've done like almost sixty shrines now. Wow, because I'm I'm going around looking for that. I'm I'm like opening up the map. The moment you go into a tower and scan the world is like one of the coolest yeah, cool. moments in a game. It's cool. That's what I'm and telling you. Like, when you get to that, when you get to that 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 air thing, 
it's got a lot of that in it. So like I pick that one. Like again, I didn't pick it just because I was like, well, that's the one they told me to go to first. But then you're like, you're like, oh man, like there's some really I missed that part magical... where they told me to go there. I went to the desert first. I'm like, I feel like I picked the hardest one first. But but, but, but that's that's the point though. Like that's but you can. you can play the game your way. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't punish yeah. you for going like, no, you have to go this way, which some Nintendo games can do. Yeah. Like oh, the reward, the reward yeah. for completing the desert anomaly is awesome. It's so good. Yeah. So good. So yeah. yeah, so now I'm gonna have to try and get to the shrine because I've learned the shrines are like the 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 checkpoints. <laughs> so I'm gonna get to the shrine. And then I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna go play around the depths because I want this auto build. That's what I, I need it. I need it, <laughs> like now. <It's> so yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I'm definitely gonna play Zelda for at least another week. But again, I've not played this game handheld. At I all. even have the other thing I have, which is actually, which is funny because it's our game technically because we bought uh, Atari bought Nighttime Studios. Um, I have uh, System Shock. The System Shock remake came out, and I never played the original System Shock, so I need to play this game. Like I'm, I'm that's actually going to be my next game. But it's like, man, I should just play a little bit at home. I might start it tomorrow. But man, Zelda is just there's nothing else like it. It's, yeah. Um, so I, it's what I was saying before, I've I've not played this game handheld mostly out of fear of the controllers being too complicated handheld where i've got the the pro controller your hands are too big is that, is that what it is well i mean I'm, i don't find it being a problem okay but i got little i got little baby hands maybe, maybe i'll try because that's part of the reason why i'm like oh well you take the tv and you you know oh, i gotta be up and playing looks it. great maybe if i go handheld it mode i'll grind through runs it really more. runs really well in handheld that's okay. what i've been doing so basically when i'm on the go i'll just do the thing where I'm like grinding out shrines or looking for another tower to unveil the map or running around the underground. And then when I'm home on the big screen, that's what I'll save the larger set piece moments for. Hmm. It's cool. Okay. You get a lot cool. of freedom. You can do whatever you want. All right. Well, yeah, look, we're going to keep talking about this because it's the only thing I'm playing. Um, I will try to play Diablo though. Cause I got a bunch of friends that want to play Diablo. Diablo to me is one of those things. You get a bunch of people together and you know, you grind through dungeons and demons. Yeah. It's great. So, yeah. People love it. This has been a hell of a year for games. It's like has been been a good year. Truly an outstanding year for games. Between, I mean, this Diablo, um, Star Wars. What else came out? I mean, Hi-Fi Rush came out earlier this year. There's been uh, Metroid Prime. Uh, I mean, that was the remastered. That that thing was also one of the highest rated games of the year. Like so much good shit has come out this year. Yeah. And we're only halfway through. You're not even at halfway yet. Yeah. We got Spider-Man 2 coming out later this year. Xbox is about to announce a bunch of shit. Hopefully something comes out this year from Xbox. Yeah. What is it? Starfield? That's going to come out later this year. Oh, man. Good year. So got to get through Zelda so you can play. Mr. Run and Jump. Who can forget about that? I have no idea. It's a good game. It's uh, it's an Atari game. We announced it. It comes out at a date we have not announced yet. You just literally run and jump, I'm assuming. Oh my god. It's a uh, it's an incredible like 2D platformer. It's real good. Real good. It's like really neon v- uh, visuals. It's on Switch. Buy it. Play it on the you can play it on the No. I can't tell you to that. But um anyway. I'm gonna shut up. 
All right. I said this is going to be a short podcast. It's two hours and 33 minutes. Might be one of our longest one. I thought it was a good one. This is a great episode. I love fun episode, but they're long now. They're long. Well, what are you going to do? That's what happens when you don't record for three weeks. Yeah. All right. We'll wrap it up. That's the end. Uh, if you made it this far, congratulations. You've made it to the end. Um, you should reward yourself by telling people about this. Be like, hey, man, go to he's broad dot com see the links now that the rss feed is fixed uh subscribe on itunes review us and whatnot and uh yeah until next we should be around next week right yeah should be right on well till next time shit i hit the vo- oh you can notice the volume of these sound things anyway until next time oh shuck it ducking now